When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Episode You know what? I miss penis. Are you a boner guy? What are you talking about? What a dick. Please clap. I'm the one who should apologize. Cuz. Please clap. Cuzaroo. Cuzaroo. Slapperoony. It's showtime. W. A-A-T-P. W-A-T-P. Hello, Robert Nixon Kuzaroos. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts, the only show that's coming to a town near you if you live near Philadelphia. I'm your host, Carl. With me today, a man who lives in a place you've never been to, from the Who's Right Podcast, it's Anthony's sidekick, Mean Doug. What's up, Doug? How you doing, Carl? What's up, Chris? Hey. Doing awesome, man. Please go to whoarethese.com, get our email address, voicemail number, Link to our subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to the merchandise, link to our YouTube channel, and the link to Patreon and Supercast featuring two exclusive bonus episodes every single month. And you can watch us live as we record the show. There is a YouTube link that goes out to everyone in our Patreon and Supercast every Wednesday and Saturday. Also, tickets are on sale for the WATB TDS crossover event April 22nd at World Cafe Live in Philadelphia, live.dick.show is where you can get tickets for that. It is going to sell out. This is sold faster than uh, any show we've done yet. So live.dick.show is where you can go to get your tickets. Also, we encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you give reviews, and then shit all over us in the comments section. I'm going to call it. Hannah's going to be on today to read reviews later on in the show. I hope so, man. But first, we'll be reviewing Zooier Than Thou. And this is a suggestion from our buddy Doug here. We have both listened separately. We've not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a show hosted by Toggle, Lovecat, Zoe, Canis Gnosis, Fausti, who's now dead, uh, Kinophile, uh, Aqua's on the show. It's star-studded. Yeah, it's, uh, all the great zoos are on there. Doug, let's get a, a quick reality check into what it is that we're listening to. I covered this years ago on a Dick Show crossover, but we've never done this on the main show that I know of. I don't think so. Zooier Than Now. This is a show that's still going. It still exists. They're still putting out new episodes. You can find it on YouTube. There's a community involved. There's a website. What's a zoo, Doug? Okay, so what I've been able to gather, <laughs> they fuck animals. I think if I was to try to boil it down... Okay. I knew you'd be able to simplify it. That's why I asked you. I had a feeling. So it, in my opinion, there is, okay, the lowest rung of society is is kitty fuckers, right? Okay. That, without, without question. Sure. Standing on top of them is animal fuckers. Yeah. And, and, and then, sometimes they're or, both. No. <laughs> I think there's a lot of crossover yeah. between kitty fuckers homosexuals, and animal fuckers. It's like a, a Venn diagram with these fucking weirdos right in the middle of it. Yeah. Uh, is there something about like wanting to put your dick in anything? 
that yeah it, it doesn't tend to be like all that discretionary as far as where it's gonna end up <laughs> i don't know um doug i'll let you start off maybe you have a, a clip or two that sounds up the show for you get us right into this i unfortunately i don't the, the way that i clip these there isn't anything that i have that can really just summarize the show okay it's just gro- it like there's not a, a clip that smells bad, and that's what I think that mm. these people are. I think these people just probably smell bad. <laughs> okay, so your summary of the show is very stinky animal fuckers. Okay, <laughs> yes, that's a pretty pretty good way to summarize things. Well, then I'll get it started. Then I checked out not the most recent episode, the one before that, and the one before that is actually it, it's it's different than what I was expecting it to be. It tells the story of this guy in France who really fought so that legislation wouldn't come down on people who have inappropriate relationships with their pets. It's called I Fought the Law is the name of the episode. And (laughs) I've listened to this show before, and usually they're kind of jokey, and they have a sense of humor about themselves. It's it's weird. It's this weird thing. So I assumed that this show was going to be just like that, and it starts off with this really dramatic statement, and it's like, you know... I want to talk about something you probably thought about a lot. It probably keeps you up at night. I'm sure you might be thinking about it right now. You would have been thinking about it when you're taking your dog for a walk, like going through, through all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, they're setting up a joke here. But no, it was setting up this. What would happen if the police came to your home tonight with a search warrant? Maybe you've already got a plan. Listen to our episode about OPSEC and read about threat modeling. Maybe you're going through your checklist right now of the vital steps you've seen shared online. Unplug your computer. Turn off your smartphone. Don't answer any questions. Ask for your lawyer to be present. All good advice. But how well can you follow it? Here's some advice. Don't fuck your dog. The cops won't be interested in that. Dog's a snitch. This is is easy. Okay. Anything that you do sexually... Yes. Right, it is your business. But if you have to have a checklist and a go bag to prepare for when the fucking cops come, yeah. then stop doing whatever it is that you're fucking doing. Yeah, that's that's a sign. Well, it's funny because they declare these are unjust laws. That's their feeling on it. Because and we'll get into it, but they compare themselves to like homosexuals going back a century oh. or whatever when they were persecuted. The, the episode that I listened to yeah. is, okay, so let's just start with this. So the episode that I listened to took place back when black people were burning down autozones to end racism, to give you like a, a timeline. <laughs> okay, I remember that. Okay, so, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so. So bad at targets? <laughs> oh! <laughs> this big screen TV is going to make everything better. <laughs> okay, uh, so. My clip number one is him talking about how this is black people's time to shine and, it, and they shouldn't co-op all the attention. In this moment of suffering and unrest in America, this conversation between Toggle and Fosty feels relevant to the conversation happening right now nationwide. These protests are not ours, and this isn't our moment to co-opt. Our intention is not to distract, to dilute, or to steal focus away from the black lives being taken by law enforcement. Damn, I wish they would have. (laughs) I wish they would have joined the the line. Hold we We've got so much to get through, man. Okay, go. (laughs) Guess what happens in his very next breath, which is my clip two. (laughs) Oh, no. Is he reverse on all of that? (laughs) 
but it is worth noting that zoos and other sexual minorities all share a similar historical relationship of brutality with police. Right, yeah. And also you guys were <laughs> slaves for all those years. Let's not forget that. <laughs> <laughs> Gather up the horse fuckers. We got these these fields to plow. <laughs> Damn it, they're just fucking the horses again. Can, can we get some people from Africa? Can we get someone else who will actually do the work? That's yeah, counterproductive. <laughs> What's wrong with Fido? Uh, Doug, do you want to keep going with this? Or is that... Uh... Oh, oh, yeah, I, 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 I can, sure. Yeah. So the the episode that I listened to... It's kind of confusing. So you have that guy that was talking. He's, I think he is a dog fucker, and he's like one of the main hosts. Tago the rat. And then, it has, okay, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so then he's referencing a, an interview from Fosty, mm-hmm. who was the horse fucker who died. Mr. Hands, yeah, the Mr. Hands video, yes. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking yes, about, but okay. Yes, you do, Doug. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll play along. Yeah, you know, whatever that thing was. Sure, okay. If you have something to share, please share. I, what I know about horse fuckers and dog fuckers, I learned from this one episode that I listened to. Okay, so this guy, Fausti, who used to be on this show, um, actually, there's a video of him getting fucked by a horse. I think it was in Washington State. We covered it on the creep off. Uh, he ended up getting fucked to death by this horse. They ended up dropping him off in front of the emergency room, and he was so badly injured by this horse cock that he didn't Are, survive it. This is not, ma- this is not a made-up thing. This is a real thing. I thought I thought I read, because when I was doing my little investigation, I thought that this guy died of a heart attack. I didn't know it was a heart attack from a horse dick in his butt. <laughs> yeah, the, well, no, the, the dick was actually hitting yeah, his heart. Right. <laughs> I didn't get there fast enough. <laughs> Okay, so, um, yeah, <laughs> I wish I would have known that going into this. I, w- I would have uh, probably masturbated. I don't know. So, <laughs> yeah. It's a game changer. You seem too excited as it is right now. <laughs> Calm down over there. <laughs> okay, so there was a, a book written called Uniquely Dangerous. And Hold on a second. I, I got to interrupt you. Jody B says, technically, it was a stroke. All right, good joke, Jody. I'm giving it to you. I like it. <laughs> All right. Back to you, Doc. Yeah, so there was a book written about the raid that was done on this guy's bestiality farm. Yeah. Called Uniquely Dangerous. Okay. Uh, So my clip number five is him talking about a recommendation or a review that came in from one of his listeners. A friend of the podcast just finished Uniquely Dangerous, and they said it was the hardest book they've ever read. A lot of big words. (laughs) Not enough pictures. (laughs) Where do I color? (laughs) I was thinking the opposite. Like, if if I handed you this book and said, hey, here's a book about people that fuck animals or like to get fucked by animals, Mm -hmm. it would be a hard read. I couldn't couldn't get through it. Right. This is is so fucking gross. This episode (laughs) could be hard to listen to. Yes, it could be. I should have put that disclaimer on in the beginning, I suppose. Doug, can I, um, I'm going to flash back. People are telling me that I'm wrong about um, Fausti, that it's, I'm confusing him with another person. Whatever. Okay. Uh, they're two different horse fuckers. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what happened? Ain't no fact checking. Yeah, thank what, you. <laughs> I hit the wrong one. Thank you, Doug. That's correct. Why am I even reading this chat over here? It's distracting me with their facts and knowledge all right so 
they're talking about how I hope you're prepared for the day that the police come with a search warrant because it's going to happen. It's going to happen to all of us, and you have to have a plan. And be careful because those police can be tricky. What if the police persist in asking questions or lie to you or pretend to be on your side and tell you they can help you if you just cooperate? After all, you just want the ordeal to be over. God damn it. What if you fall for good cop, bad cop? These tricky <laughs> armies. <laughs> what if the police are dogs? <laughs> You're screwed. Yeah, what if they bring a canine unit? Oh, shit. <laughs> this dog's going to arrest me, but he sure is hot. Um, all right. And then the other thing you have to worry about, Doug, is it's not just you and how you prepare for this event, but maybe other people live with you when the cops come. Or maybe, even if you stick to your guns, your roommate doesn't have the iron will that you do. Maybe you live with your parents, and now they want to know what's going on. What if your careful strategy fails when you're actually faced with the situation you've been dreading? You notice he didn't mention, like, what if you live with your wife or fiance or girlfriend? It was like roommate or parents. Yeah, these are the only scenarios. (laughs) Kind of tells you where we're at with this. So... This is um, the reason why the police might break down your door someday. As zoos, we have to learn to live with this looming question repeating itself over and over. Because in many countries, the ultimate expression of our sexuality, the sex part, is illegal. Yeah, the, the, the part where you have sex with the animal, that's the part that's illegal. Yeah, that's correct. In a lot of countries, I suppose. It's frowned upon. They spend a lot of time in the episode that I listened to talking about how they're they're basically persecuted sure. for their sexuality. Yep. So so my clip number six is again he's referencing uh, what that book Dangerous Obsession is written about. But they want to be one of the letters in the Rainbow Peoples thing. Yes. LBGTQZ plus. <laughs> that's what, that's their goal is to get there. The book explicitly details the relentless injustice that Fausti suffered at the hands of the criminal justice system, law enforcement, the press, and the public. Did you say law enforcement? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This guy talks worse than me. Jesus Christ. And then to to keep going off of that, so... If if Zumak is listening to us right now, he he's always talking about somebody trying to create a narrative. Yeah. This is number seven is how you create a, a narrative. This is a story about police brutality and unnecessary escalation of violence and narrowly escaping death at the hands of police intending to kill a minority committing no crimes solely because of a sexuality. <laughs> yeah. There there's a lot that's being obfuscated there. <laughs> and that just that one sentence. You fuck one police horse. Thank <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God it's, it's a it's minority. Al- it's, it's almost like right. the opposite of what he just said. Mm-hmm. Like one hundred percent. You couldn't. You couldn't be any farther off if you were describing the situation of this guy that got busted with a farm that bred animals for people to fuck. He's not persecuted <laughs> because he's a minority. Right. Yeah. Since we played a few clips now and people get the sense of what's going on here, I think it's a good time to listen to the theme music of this show. It is the least appropriate theme music I've ever heard on a podcast. Hey, what can I say? You got me howling at the moon. Whoa, don't you know? 
Play that during the teaser last week. Yeah, I never would have in a million years guessed what the topic of this show was. Fucking insane! <laughs> Put your jazz hands down. I can smell your fingers. It's gross. <laughs> All right, so uh, just real quick, this is setting up the uh, the episode that I listened to. This is the story of a zoo who decided to do just that to take a stand against a local animal rights organization lobbying to strengthen legislation against zoophiles at the national level. But there's always risk when you challenge a powerful adversary. When you choose to fight the law, the law might start paying attention. <laughs> Some names have been changed, but the details, dates, and events are all true. Some names have been changed. Like, that's not really Fido. Yeah, right. we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so... We were heading over to France, and they're talking to this guy, and they actually have a translator, so you can hear the guy speaking in French underneath it, and then you hear the translation. Aspirin, as he was known on the French Zoo Libre Forum, liked hosting parties to bring them together. Notre communauté. Ours was a small community scattered all around the country. There were zoos from the east, the zoos from the south, the zoos from the middle, etc. And sometimes a barbecue Dr. party Zeus. was organized where everyone was invited. <laughs> Sounds like he's talking about Middle Earth or something. something yeah. yeah. <laughs> One ring to rule them all. <laughs> yeah. So this guy's describing how there are all these zoos in France. And when the internet came around, they were able to finally form a community together. And this is another person talking who lived in a very rural area, didn't have a lot of friends. And the friends he did have didn't share his interests in animals and their private parts. Even just the few times I did try broaching the subject in a vague, fictional way with friends, most gave me a weirded out, if not grossed out look. A few of them were at least willing to listen, but they stood on grounds like, there's no such thing as consent with animals. Oh, that old thing. <laughs> animals can't say yes to sex, therefore it's rape. I've heard that before. Who heard them out? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know, right? Don't take my masturbating as, uh, you know, permission. <laughs> Keep going. But don't yeah. stop either. Carl, while you're up, can you grab me a beer? And have you ever thought about fucking your dog? <laughs> Wouldn't that be hilarious if all of a sudden I just started fucking my dog in front of you? Wouldn't that be fun? That dog would be a funny prank, though, right? I'm going to do it. You wouldn't film it, would you? Why is it important to have friends that you can talk to about fucking animals? I like, keep that shit to yourself. Yeah. This guy's like, yeah, you know, I try to bring it to all my friends and family. No one wants to talk about it. That's a sign you shouldn't be talking about it. Just keep the animals as your friends. And right. There you go. There you go. No. They can't tell anyone. No, kill yourself. You should kill yourself. Oh, I mispronounced right. kill yourself. <laughs> So they formed this uh, message board called Animal Zoo France in 2007. And that's where all these people came together to, you know, share their fun stories and talk about their romantic <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> adventures with the family dog. But they had a problem because there was these laws being made in France. Pesky laws. Yeah. 
The text basically read, if you do some bad or sexual abuse to an animal, these are the penalties. Which is not very clear, because as it reads, you could think, okay, so if I don't sexually abuse an animal and have consensual sex, it's fine, <laughs> while it's not. The courts eventually established that sexual abuse specifically involved the penetration of an animal. Yeah, so they're going they're like, these laws are so vague. How could you even enforce them? And they're like, and by the way, what they said is if you sexually penetrate an animal, that's what they're talking about. Yeah, consensual. So, yeah. Yeah. so you're on oil is okay then, right? <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> but that's how these people think. They think that the dog is also excited about this. Oh. Or the horse or whatever is happening there. It's usually a dog or a horse, which is weird. Hmm. I think goats would get involved at some point. But. <laughs> Andy. <laughs> <laughs> what do I know? All right, one more clip from this. I'll, I'll let it, uh, Doug take over again. But I have to say, this is maybe one of the best produced podcasts we've reviewed on this show. <laughs> Dude, it, it, seriously, it sounds like NPR or New York Times or one of these shows. Animal Cross's report ultimately fell back on description. Oh, and I should mention that in this story, Animal Cross is the animal rights group. Mm. that is trying to push for legislation to make it even more illegal. Uh, big, <laughs> to, big zoo. To have sex with animals. Animal Cross's report ultimately fell back on descriptions of zoosadism and animal injury and comparisons to child sex abuse to drive their position home, characterizing sex with animals as necessarily exploitative and physically harmful for all parties involved. Several members of Animal Zoo France discreetly attended the conference, including Andre. What was it like being there at that conference, hearing them say all those things? It was something I had never felt. It was quite difficult to describe. I would say it's like participating in a witch trial, physically. Speakers at the conference were seated facing the audience on chairs below the projection screen. I had the impression that some of the speakers, especially the whistleblower, were scrutinizing the public. I was really scared. Like when you walk into a sex shop for the first time, you think everyone's watching you. It was a dogmatic atmosphere. Dogmatic. Uh, I see what they did there. The atmosphere is dogmatic. Who would ever say that? For me to poop on. All right, so let's get back to your episode about uh, the great Fausti and police brutality. My clip number eight, it, he's still doing his monologue before even getting to the interview. And he starts talking about how they stand with black people or whatever. <laughs> but we're like, no, you don't. That's their slogan. Yeah. <laughs> we stand with black people or whatever. <laughs> All of us at Zoot stand in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement. And while we watch in horror as police escalate the violence and our president threatens to use military force against American citizens. When I heard that, what I was, do you remember that famous picture of the Olympics of that black athlete with his head down and his fist in the air? Sure. I'm picturing this guy standing next to him and the black guy looking over at him like, do you smell horse cum? Does it- <laughs> That's an interesting uh, image you got in your head from that. I There's have a gotten- lot of shit going on up here. Yeah, obviously I wouldn't have picked up on that one. All right, go to my number nine. We are reflecting on our own relationship with law enforcement. <laughs> so it's, it's like 
on one hand, they're police and I fucking hate them. On yep. the other hand, they're pigs and I want to fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he carries on with uh, still intertwining uh, animal fuckers and Black Lives Matter. With everyone trying to do their part to help the BLM movement, we think zoos have a special role to play because of our deep empathy for animals and for persecuted minorities. <laughs> deep, deep. gorilla joke, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, like the, I like this guy's like, who better to represent the black community than us? Black people. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. My bad. <laughs> I don't even know why we're in this. <laughs> that would be the number one answer. <laughs> that would be the number one answer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious, though, because he he's trying to tie the two things together. And he, he there's a lot of shit that I didn't play. But sure. <laughs> I'm sure it all makes like sense, if, though. <laughs> like, I all... Okay, so I understand. You're persecuted by the police. I like how a dog knot feels in my butt. I right. think that we can work together to solve this. <laughs> all right, well, I, I'm going to um, go back to these issues in France that they were having. Because, as you know, Doug, they, don't, they frown upon people having sex with animals. Even so much so, they don't even want zoo porn getting out there. The National Assembly also ruled in favor of outlawing the dissemination of zoophilic pornography with a penalty of two years imprisonment and a 30,000 euro fine and exempted veterinarians from professional secrecy, that is, client-patient confidentiality requirements, in the case of animal sex abuse. This is the funniest part about this show, is they say this shit with a straight face. Veterinarians no longer have client-patient confidentiality requirements? (laughs) Why would you think the dog wants to keep that as a secret anyway? (laughs) Or the gerbil. (laughs) Yeah, right? It's like, (laughs) it's not like the dog saying, "Ah, yeah, I I know it's beat up pretty bad back there, but don't tell anyone. We're just having a good time. I fell. <laughs> I found a doorknob. <laughs> All right. So now the uh, the hero of our story mm-hmm. was not too deterred by this news. We and our group of friends have different opinions about zoo porn. I am one for whom it is not vital. I prefer watching animals with each other. Oh. <laughs> I'm so glad you responded like that, Doug. Because all I can think of is I think that's worse. Yeah. If you want to watch animals fuck each other, that's weird, yeah. right? It's not a romantic thing. To, to I watch. think it's the <laughs> it's the it's the same level of disgusting as wanting to fuck the animals. Maybe it's yeah. not as disgusting as wanting to fuck. I, no, I think fucking an animal. Okay, if you walk into your backyard, yep. and you see a dog fucking another dog, sure. you're going to spray some water on it and or or just go back in the house, whatever yeah. you're going to do. But if you walk in your backyard and you see Chris fucking a dog, mm-hmm. it, you're going to get a different reaction. Right. And I yeah. don't like being squirted, so. Yeah. How did I react? <laughs> I can't remember what I said to you that you day. You started peeing on me. <laughs> Not well, cool. No, so, I mean, so, so doesn't that tell you that it's different levels? Doug, here's my, my thought on it. And I'm not a zoo, so I can't totally relate to this. But if you were like gay and into animals and you're watching a video where a guy with a big cock is fucking on a dog, well, at least there's a guy with a cock, you know, it kind of makes <laughs> sense. But if you're just watching like a dog fuck another dog, how is that a turn out of any... guy? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm explaining it too much. All right. So then what's crazy, I I never imagined that we'd be having this debate. I I, I was trying to figure out how this conversation was going to go. And this is not where I thought it would end. (laughs) 
Um, so then they get into this whole part of the story, and, and I'm not going to pull Klesserman, it's too much, but someone made these forged documents that stated that Animal Cross was a lot Islamophobic because Muslims are pro-pedophilia. <laughs> I thought we were talking about animal fuckers. I thought you said llamaphobic. Like no. <laughs> <Lama-phobic. laughs> um, so, and they they called out the prophet, and they sent this out to all these Muslim organizations. So, someone was trying to make it look like Animal Cross. Well, they were trying to get them killed. That's what they were trying to do. Because when you, you know you call out Muslims and specifically their prophet, they get upset with that sort of thing. So then they were trying to pin that on the hero of our story who just wants to fuck animals without Animal Cross getting involved and making all these pesky laws. You following this? Is this making any sense? So then, at this part of the story, the craziest thing in this whole show happens. It's time for an ad break. Animal Zoo France was still breathing a sigh of relief over the results in the National Assembly and were preparing themselves for the now upcoming battle against Animal Cross in the Senate. The battle was about to come right to his front door. Honestly, if they if this podcast came out and they just changed every single word that they use, I'd be like, God, oh, it's a pretty good show. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's a lot of good production involved. It sounds like it's decent. Those annoying words. So I was confused as to why like all of a sudden it went into like this weird transition, and then this happens. Support for Zooier Than Thou comes from Epiphany Pipeworks. Check out <laughs> Epiphany Pipeworks. They sponsor Who's Right too, Doug. You familiar with these guys? What is it? What is Epiphany Pipeworks? Well, let me, let me play it out. Let's and see. what is their contact information? Yeah, I'll, I'll play it for you. Here we go. <laughs> Check out Epiphany's work at his Telegram channel, at Epiphany underscore Pipeworks. That's E-P-I-P-H-I-N-Y. This episode truly wouldn't be possible without the tireless effort of Bojack of Animal Zoo France, who helped us gather sources and notes, and the contributions of listeners like you, who help keep our show online. Visit us on the web at zoo.wtf and subscribe using rss.zoo.wtf to get notified every time we're on the air. Did you know .wtf? Was an extension you could use? I didn't even know that. I, I found that out when I heard him give the website, and I went yeah. and checked it out. <laughs> I did too. Yeah, zoo.wtf. Can't promote it enough, people. Definitely go check you, that out. When you were over there on their site, did you see that the the stickers they have available? Oh yes. In fact, that kind of leads me to another point that I wanted to to make on here um, because they actually talk about how there are zoos everywhere. They go wherever there's people, there are zoos. So they've existed forever. They always will exist. And um, so in this portion of the show, they're like taking voicemails and reading emails and stuff like that. Because we have always existed. We will always exist as long as humans exist. Right? That's not going to change whether you're in Romania. And, and by the way, you're not alone. There are zoos there. There are zoos everywhere. There are humans. Right? Have you any stickers to Romania? I haven't yet. <laughs> but if you want to write in and have me send you some, just send an email to zoostories at protonmail.com, and I'll be happy to get those out to you. I got to get some of these stickers, Doug, because 
Can I read you some of my favorite ones that they have? I, I bet it's the same the same <laughs> ones that I have written down. There's a there's a cartoon male dog spreading his legs like on his back, and it says, "Let's get naughty." <laughs> okay, pretty good. Uh, there's one that just just says, "Suck dog cock," and another one says, "Lick dog <laughs> pussy." <laughs> so pretty good. The the three that I wrote down were lick mare pussy. Okay. Suck dog cock and help animals come. Help animals come was my favorite one. (laughs) Won't somebody please think of the animal's orgasm? (laughs) So they send these stickers out. They're very proud of it. They have thousands of them, and they just send them out if you email them. So if anyone wants to give them my... uh... Oh, we have a P.O. box now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I'm going to get the P.O. box up on the site. Someone can help me out. I really love a sticker package. You can see behind producer Chris here, we got a little sticker board going. I could really use a uh, help animals come sticker. (laughs) That'd be great. Next to Ken Otto over there. Uh, Boy. All right. What else did you pick up on, Doug? So now the the monologue is over, and he's transitioning to the interview with Fausty, who is talking about... Excuse me. He is talking about the raid, uh, but first... They start having a conversation. This is how the interview starts. My clip number 13. Okay. And this is before Fausti died? Yes. Felching is the best. (laughs) I do remember. I remember when somebody actually told me what felching was. This would have been in my 20s. A friend who was in the car with me launches into this screed about felching and how amazing felching is. And everybody in the car is is like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, felching, man. Okay, now if you know what felching is, I don't want you to give it away just yet. I'm not having fun anymore. <laughs> Play my number fourteen. What the hell's felching? He's like, you, you know, he's, he's like, oh, you guys know what felching is. No, we don't know. So he's convinced we don't know. So then he just does the full, you know, engineering diagram description of what it is, and we're all like, whoa, okay. Are you ready for the big payoff? Do yes. you know what felching is, Carl? Oh, I'm familiar. Okay, so I want you to imagine the the engineering diagram mm-hmm. that this guy said that was explained to him. Okay. And then for those of you that don't know, number 15, the girl jumps in and explains. She's perplexed why you would need an engineering diagram for something that could be broken down in such few words as clip number 15. Well, it's just, it's just eating cum out of someone's ass. <laughs> but how do they come get there? There's more steps than just that. <laughs> yeah. She sounds like uh, she's over it. She's like, ugh, that old thing. It's so vanilla. No, yeah, that, right. that, that felching conversation was a solid 15 minutes, but that's all I pulled from it because it, it, it's fucking gross. <laughs> felching, that's so fucking high school. How old are you? You're still into that? Who cares? Wow. What, what fucking high school did you go to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my point. It's a little gross. All right. Uh, so now he's he's starting to talk about when the raid happened on his uh, farm fucking ranch or whatever, number 16. <laughs> Someone wrote, is this Brett Hatley's new show? <laughs> is it that gross? I'm sorry, guys. Uh, we'll get through this. <laughs> the last time, I think I told you this before, but the last time the police decided to attack me, with a 
non-criminal warrant, which is a fascinating, you know, angle here. They said there were four local police departments involved. Four. Um, four. A, a state police SWAT team with what a the fuck? with with a special like a special tactics van, one of those like uh, command van things that they have. Um, uh, fully automatic weapons, M16s, body armor. Um, well, that's believable. A uh, uh, a. Um, Ambulance and a full-size fire truck. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You know what? They, they didn't bring canines. I wonder fucking why. <laughs> no one told me there was going to be boasting. This guy's very proud of himself, yeah. isn't he? <laughs> there was a magician, <laughs> a clown, <laughs> balloon animal. I don't, I don't want to fuck a balloon animal. <laughs> Used to love him as a kid. Ah, moved on, mom. No, so, so, Seb, did you have more clips that you wanted? You want me to just keep going? Keep going. I, I do. I'm going to finish up because I, I know that you're on pins and needles, wanting to know what happens with uh, Animal Cross versus the uh, Animal Zoo France Forum. So we'll get we'll get to that. But keep going. Okay. So we, if we can do my number seventeen, he's still going on about the fucking fire truck. I mean, like, how does that? What? What? Bit? Where were the Dalmatians? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, how does that, what, what benefit does it have to have a, a fire truck on the It was the there crosses? for hours. It was, it was there for hours. Just sat there for hours. Hours. How long was the, how long was the truck there for? I don't, I'm, this guy repeats hours. himself a lot. Well, here's, here's what I'm guessing. It goes over the, the scanner and they're just like, hey, we're going to go to that um, animal fucker's house. I was like, I'm in. Let's go. The ambulance is getting involved. <laughs> yeah. The firefighters. Let's, let's go. I want to see this guy. <laughs> It's a convoy. <laughs> Why do the cops get to have all the fun? We want to go. You go ahead and do yours, and then I'm gonna. I'll go back oh. and when when he starts explaining how he, this whole thing was just engineered to get him executed. Okay. All right. So uh, Doug's gonna close up the segment. I apparently he's calling his shot. He knows no, I can't I, beat I've, it. I've still got a lot of clips to get through, and I, I didn't want to just keep plowing through them. All right. Well, then uh, in that case, let me finish up on the episode that I checked out. And um, this is the part in the middle where two of the hosts get together. Tago the Rat is one of them. And they're, um, they're talking uh, about the letters they get from their fans and followers and some of the issues that they have. Yeah, that's been my experience, too. There have definitely been people in my life that I talked about zoophilia with, and they got distant or disappeared. That hurt for a while, but... I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. It feels much worse day to day, knowing that there are still friends that I haven't told and can't tell. Not yet. But that weighs me down. Yeah, being in the closet is way more damaging long term than whatever temporary effects of coming out, I feel like. But it's it's a personal choice, right? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so apparently you should be telling everyone that you know that you like to fuck animals because otherwise you're torturing yourself with that information. So they explain that the reason why they have a hard time coming out of the closet is because most people don't like zoos. Hmm. Most people find that offensive. And then right. one of the guys says that, well, that's not true at all. The other thing I want to address is you say like it's a fact that most people don't like zoos. And I couldn't, I could not disagree more. I would say most people are ambivalent about zoos or they're ignorant about the existence of zoos. But to say that most people don't like zoos, I think, is way, way wrong. Yeah, most people don't dislike us. I don't even know we exist. If they knew, 
they would definitely dislike us, but yes. thank God it's not out there in the public right now. What a weird, yeah. what a weird rationale for saying no. Not, a, not everyone hates us. Some people don't even know we exist. Thank God most people couldn't fathom this. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> can't wrap their heads around what we what we're up to. Now, speaking of coming out and coming out of the closet, we're going back to France. We're talking to this guy, the hero of our story, and he tells the story about coming out to his father. He comes out to his father. His father's 73 years old when he does this. And the reason why he does it is because his dad has to move in with him. He's, he has some health issues. He's going to move in with his son. So his son's like, all right, dad, I got to tell you some shit. <laughs> and he, he literally tells him, like, I'm gay. You cool with that? Dad's like, yeah, I don't, I don't care. He's like, okay, cool. That, that's not the shocking part. Yeah, I'm gay for horse cock. <laughs> yeah. So this is where – this is not the answer I would expect from, say, my father or anyone else's. The big thing is, as you know, I love animals. I really love them. Really. Did you catch my drift? Yes, I get it. You know, I'm 73, he said. I've seen many things in my life, probably more than what you're describing. When I was young, with my brother, we used to watch our neighbor through the keyhole. She was getting fucked by a Great Dane. So we what talked a little about what that. <laughs> Is that what your dad would have said? <laughs> I'm 73 years old. You think I haven't seen a couple chicks get fucked by horses by before? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. I didn't like it. Yeah, I'm not buying that one at all. All right, so um, we're g- let's get back to uh, the legislation. I think the dad was one-upping him. Really. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> you think you're weird? It feels like being forced into hiding, ostracized for not fitting in or for being a deviant. Pretty much like homosexuality was considered years back. A different topic and matters, but same basic tactics. In the future, a softening of the rulings uh, and a per-case decision with proper procedures would be a good start. Sadly, things are made and worded in such a way that any contact or interaction will be considered as on par with zoosadism, most likely due to not knowing enough about the subject and possibly a mix of false information, pre-made ideas, and outdated mindsets. Ah, it didn't go well for them. They decided to pass legislation to make it uh, the the punishment even more harsh for people caught having sex with animals. And I just want to clarify, because there seems to be, in this story specifically, this push against animal rights activists and zoophiles. And what they don't realize is that they're really all the same people. Zoophiles and Animal Cross are more alike than we are different. We both love animals. Yep. We both want to improve their lives okay. and elevate their legal and social status and eliminate cruelty. Sure. But our concept for human-animal relationships extends to include the possibility for safe, mutually enjoyable sex. No. Theirs does not. <laughs> well, I would hope not. <laughs> I'm not getting down with PETA if they're like, and by the way, we fuck some of these things from time to time, too. Like, wait, well, okay, well, <laughs> I'm out. Imagine having to go to, you know, you pick up a stray or something and you got to find some place to turn it in. It Is this a no-fuck shelter? I want to I make sure I'm... And the streak starts coming on to you. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. Oh, it wanted it. Yeah, obviously. Uh, so, yeah, so I guess these animal rights activists, they don't want any harm done to animals. And neither do the zoo files. As long as you don't consider rape harm. You know, that's fine, right? Yeah. Sure, that's all, that's all good. All right, Doug, what, uh, what are we missing here? What are the extra pieces of this puzzle? 
<laughs> All right. So Fausty, that's the dead horse fucker. Yeah. Um, he is, like I said, he's going to start explaining how this whole raid on his uh, bestiality farm was just a cover-up for a planned execution, number 18. The, the dark side of this is, here's the dark side of this, the police department that engineered this whole fraudulent civil warrant thing knew, intimately knew, and has acknowledged having known long before they ever got this warrant issued that I am diagnosed with PTSD. Okay, so He's a he is diagnosed... Oh, they all are. All you know? of the horse and, and dog fuckers are victims. It's of an everything. important part of the brand right there, of course. Yeah, we're a minority, <clears throat> we're oppressed, uh, PTSD, uh, OCD. So he said that he's diagnosed with PTSD and he got PTSD from all of the unjust persecution that he has suffered through his life. Right. And, and so number 19. Sounds just like being in Vietnam. I, I, yeah. I understand. <laughs> the idea was that I would react violently and they would kill me. And they admitted that. They actually admitted to a third party that their intention was to kill me during this interaction. Oh, yeah? Why would they admit that, dummy? <laughs> Who goes around admitting something like that? Whoops. Hey, psst. Were you going to kill that guy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was totally our goal. Absolutely. That's why the we fire were. truck was there to block people's view. <laughs> you don't want the neighbors seeing it. <laughs> and then, and then uh, going on to number 20. Absolutely that's fucking garbage, dude. Yeah, that's, that's what garbage. Great. To target somebody because of their mental health diagnosis. The police targeted me oh, to try okay. to trigger the worst possible reaction they could get from me as a, as a PTSD sufferer. The way he's spinning this is... <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's amazing because it they are targeting him because he has PTSD. Mm-hmm. Like right. they're, they're all sitting around their little conference room, all the cops and the fire truck drivers and everything. It's like, okay, we've got to find somebody to fuck with. Yeah. Does anybody in here know somebody that's been diagnosed with PTSD? Yeah. Meanwhile, the guy in the back's going, can we just do black people like normal? Like, no, we're changing it up this month. <laughs> Again. <laughs> so you're not buying right. it, Doug. You're not buying the way they're spending this story. No, yeah. not at all. He he is a very very dramatic individual. <laughs> Seems implausible, um, yeah. Number number twenty one. He's he's still going on about the raid. Intensity to this, and they had uh, um, electronic bullhorns. They were screaming at me with the bullhorns, screaming at me. Right. <laughs> and so they, they surrounded the truck with a SWAT team with like you know AR fifteens pointed in the windows. Safety's off. Whole SWAT, you know, body armor, the whole thing, and they've got this bullhorn, electronic bullhorn, not just a normal one. <laughs> Not like the rolled up pieces of cardboard too, yeah. like cheerleaders use in high school. I was thinking the same thing. They weren't just using slide whistles to get me out of the house. <laughs> yeah, no, it was electric boards. I like that he 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 was more upset about that than the AR-15s that were pointed at him. Yeah, that's the thing I would have brought up. Yeah, not so much the hey get out of the house thing. <laughs> You're screaming at me. <laughs> so the uh, Laura, I think her name is. She she is talking back and forth with him and saying, you know, you're when you were complaining to your friends about about all the harassment that you're on the receiving end with with these cops and all this shit, they probably think you're full of shit. Yeah. And now we we have witnesses to this in this last raid, number twenty two. Oh good. Almost well, let's say a year and a half at that point. And he I told him you were stories. you were probably full of shit and he was just Absolutely. making it up. Abs- yeah. Absolutely. And then this Absolutely. shit happens. He's like, Absolutely. What the fuck. 
<laughs> just shut the fuck up. Absolutely. You're right. Move on. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like that. They probably thought you were full of shit like everyone does right now, too. And when you're telling a story, you don't want the person interviewing you to say, well, I bet everyone doesn't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> now, is this a raid or an arrest? Don't they take something in a raid? I mean, what the fuck? It, dude. This didn't happen. This This sounds... Well, it probably did happen, but... Not for the reasons this guy's explaining that it well, happened, yeah, not because he had a mental disease. I guess that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But So I, I believe what happened with this is they ended up tasing him, and he, I don't, he, they tased him, and then he was in a coma for three days. I believe that that's the outcome of this raid. They tased him, he jizzed in his pants, and then he passed out. <laughs> <laughs> I've got PTSD uh-huh. and fleas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I get it. You might think <laughs> that this guy is highly intelligent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. That's what okay. I was thinking. <laughs> right. So I want to I want to quiz you guys. Uh oh. Okay. In one sentence, mm-hmm. explain what a social worker does. They help people in society. Oh, very good. You got it right. Play number twenty three. <laughs> So this, he's a professional sir, um, uh, um, social worker, basically. Right. So he deals with social worker stuff every day long. <laughs> social worker stuff. <laughs> what do bakers do? Well, they deal with, like, baker stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Can you dumb it down for me? <laughs> social worker stuff. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right. You're right. So, you're smart. Right. Um so now, I, if you have more, you can. No. I've got a transition. Like that interview's over. Now we're going back to the uh, the original guy with the monologue. Okay. I believe that this clip negates everything that happened prior to it in the episode. I, oh, no. I think that. <laughs> I think that um, this explains why. Yeah, just play play my number twenty four. Okay. Fausti wasn't black. He wasn't poor. He was from a relatively privileged, wealthy background where he was able to pass as white despite his Native American heritage. And yet, because he was a zoo, he was a target for police brutality. Oh, so it was because he fucked animals. It had nothing to do with the PTSD or the other stuff. Okay, yeah, I think they did kind of fuck up the whole thing, didn't it, Doug? Yeah, just just like black people, we're nothing like black people. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know why the cops were involved? Because just because he was breaking some laws. I don't, know, I don't know why law enforcement has to get involved in such a <laughs> yeah. thing. What's their problem? Fucking nosy. <laughs> well, you know, police, they do police stuff. So <laughs> yeah. that makes sense, I guess. <laughs> so my number 27, he's talking about how during all the protests and everything that are going on in the country, mm-hmm. it would be a good idea if you had a, a zoo with you helping manage the animals <laughs> like the uh, uh, the cops that are riding on horseback. <laughs> yeah. Number 27. If only someone was there to bukkake these horses. (laughs) (laughs) We can actually serve in very practical roles, even if it is only because of our experiences with animals. A unique situation that I saw personally at a protest is one where someone that understands horses being there could mean the difference between life or death. Oh, good boy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I appreciate the fact that they're like, we have unique skills. You do. Yeah. All right, I'll give you that. Yeah. We don't want you to use them right. ever. Yeah. Please. Shut, shove your wiener up its butthole. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Yeah. This little horse won't worry about the protesters real quick. Don't you worry. This horse is horny. Somebody help. <laughs> Who's going to beat up this horse? Not me. <laughs> All right. All right. I, I think I only have one more to play. It's my number 28. And I just had this marked as this guy is a lot of things, but a motivational speaker isn't one of them. You cannot understand your own fight without learning what it means to fight. So I encourage you to fight. <laughs> that, that was the end of the, of the episode to get everybody all riled up to take circular up Circular logic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want him coaching uh, the Buffalo Bills anytime soon. That's for sure. All right. Wow, Doug, you ready to move on? Please. Yeah, I think it's time for a quick palate cleanser here. Cringe of the week. Cringe of the week. And this one comes in from none other than Adam Thoreau. We got a quick one here. It's a show called Charlie Likes Music. And Adam says, here's a clip from Charlie Likes Music, a show where Charlie talks about how he likes music. This is Charlie Likes Music, a podcast about how I like music. Very good. <laughs> I like that tagline. This is Who Are These Podcasts, a show where we try to figure out who are these podcasts. Hmm. Yeah, you don't say. Slow down. <laughs> All right, guys, I am happy to report this is months in the making. Mm-hmm. We first teased this, I'm guessing September, maybe October time frame. So many months ago, Opie said he's going to start a brand new show. And I'm happy to say, he finally launched it this week. Opie said he was going to get together with his buddy Matt from Gebhard's Beer Culture and start a show about beer. And I didn't think it was ever going to happen. I actually had lost hope in humanity and Opie in the internet itself. And then look at this. It finally happens. Check out this amazingly produced introduction to this show. And I just want to point out that the music is not so much music as it is a uh, drum track. Oh, okay. Beer, 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 beer. All right, I'm at uh, Gephardt's Beer Culture. My buddy Matt owns the joint. I think my friend Ollie's inside as well. And uh, we're going to try some beers today. Beer, 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 beer. You excited about this? <laughs> pretty catchy ditty, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good he stuff. He spent minutes on that. <laughs> That's right. I was, it's weird. I was humming that in as I walked into the room here to record. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those songs you're like, man, did I write that or was that already written? Yeah. Wow. It's so good. All right. So first up, the first beer they're going to review is the Rockaway Hawaiian Pizza IPA. All right. And so what we've learned so far is that Ollie, who's like a beer connoisseur who works there, and uh, Matt, the owner are both going to uh, taste this beer. All right, cheers. Anyway, it's a 6.8% IPA. Cheers. Ollie, why don't you uh, taste it first? Okay, drink every time you hear cheers in this one. (laughs) All right. All right, cheers. Anyway, it's a 6.8% IPA. Cheers. Ollie, why don't you uh, taste it first and tell us what you're thinking? 
you know, so nose, mouthfeel, look of it, you know, it's your classic hazy IPA that you got going there. Um, you know, uh, there is some citrus, but I don't know about you guys, I'm not getting a whole ton of pineapple out of that. It's mild for sure. As far as the uh, the Hawaiian pizza aspect of the beer, the namesake, it doesn't really stand out that much, but it's a hell of a drinking beer. It's 6 8, so it's not over the top. Um, and again, right, he's saying it, you know, the pineapple is a standout, and there's really no ham to speak of. All right, so <laughs> this beer is not what it is being sold as. You can't taste pineapple or ham. Yeah, it's hamless. <laughs> a Hawaiian pizza IPA. All right, so that's uh, that's Matt, who you just heard from. He, he's the owner of the place. And so, all right, they've both given, by, by the way, I, I don't know if we have to talk about this, but I really dislike beer connoisseurs, yes. beer snobs. When, uh, when Ollie, a thousand percent. Yeah, when Ollie was explaining the mouthfeel yeah, and whatever. I, I never need to hear that word again. Ugh, it's so annoying. All right, so Opie's now going to take a taste. And Opie is uniquely qualified to talk about beer. Because Opie's got a hot take. Remember, this is an IPA that they're drinking. I wonder what Opie is going to think about the taste. And, oh, I definitely taste the hops. I taste the IPA. So and Matt's laughing. He's like, well, yeah, it's an IPA. You're going to taste hops. No shits. Good We're job, doing Opie. beer taster stuff. <laughs> yeah, good job, Opie. So this is what I thought this show was going to be. Opie not knowing what the fuck he's yeah. talking about. Providing- it's good. It's good. Oh, actually, I, the next track is him explaining what he thinks about it. Nothing's good. Things are just not too bad. Oh, okay. This is this is how Opie sums up the, the taste. You know what? It's not too bad. I like it. Cheers I to like that. it. Cheers. All right. Cheers. It's not too bad. I wish this guy wrote for a publication. Oh, God. He should talk politics. He'd do better at that. <laughs> God, it's not too bad. Cheers. <laughs> All right, so one of the things that Opie loves, one of the things he loves to do is take inside jokes and turn them into T-shirts. He's been doing this his entire career, and uh, apparently they're, these T-shirts, they're going to make it Gebhardt's that really are just going to crack you up. I mean, wait until you hear this backstory on this thing. By the way, do you have the Please Don't Lick t-shirts in yet? Oh, no, not yet. They're on the way, though. You got, you got to tell They're that story. As oh. I, as I uh, have more of the Hawaiian pizza beer. In this case, please do lick your beer. But, um, yeah, we had a customer who was upset at us for not posting a sign next to our uh, shuffleboard table. Yeah. Uh, instructing her not to lick the sawdust. She That's thought it was uh, cornmeal. Yeah, right? she did. Wait, she, she thought it was cornmeal. Cornmeal. So she came down, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> You have to tell people not to lick. It's like, ma'am, boy, you were right. Isn't that great? Do you want one of those t-shirts? Please don't lick. Great story. I'd rather have help animals come. (laughs) I can arrange that. I have to wear it at Walmart. (laughs) Careful what you wish for. Oh, that's funny. That's a good consequence for the wheel. So I don't know anything about any of this shit, but I do know that I now will never, ever go to Gebhardt's. (laughs) <laughs> Just based on this video, I don't want to be around anybody that's on screen right now. No. No. Yeah, it's it's wildly uninviting. I went to Gebhards one time. Me too. I was there with Vinny. Spent and it's some a nice time place, there. but I wouldn't want to be in this situation. But I would if I saw Opie, yeah, because this is the entrance area here. <laughs> if I saw him through the window, I'm fucking yeah. going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> All right. So the next beer that's up 
is the Saison Dupont. Mm. It's a southern Belgian beer. Oh. A classic Belgian farmhouse ale. And let's see what Opie thinks. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> let's see. Not bad. Not bad. I like it. Not bad. That's my guess. Let me try this thing. Ooh. Very different than the Hawaiian, the Hawaiian pizza, but but not too bad. <laughs> I nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. Doug moves on to the next round. Yes, very good. <laughs> Oh, I liked that his first thought was that it's different than an IPA. No shit, yeah. it's different than an IPA. Yeah. It's a it's a farmhouse, a Belgian farmhouse ale. He's like, oh, this is uh, made with different ingredients. Mm-hmm. Yeah, correct. <laughs> That's not the point of tasting beer to compare it Much to the previous less beer. Pineapple in this one. <laughs> yeah, so fucking bad at this. Same amount of ham though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now, a guy walks up. And you can actually see, if you're watching us right now, you can see Opie's making eye contact over here because a guy has just walked up into their space. Mm. And Opie immediately thinks it's just some random asshole. And so he's got to yell at him for saying, like, dude, we're filming something. Like, Opie thinks he's part of Guy Fieri's fucking show right now. (laughs) And so uh, he doesn't realize that there's a reason why this guy is walking up to them. This guy doesn't notice that we're filming something, but that's all. I know you're filming. <laughs> really? Say hi, Demby. Demby does all of our beer buying. Yeah. Oh, crap. We, we like this guy. <laughs> yeah, no. He... I think that's like Carlo just for you. What do you think of this beer? I love this beer. What, what can you say about it? I'm saving that for my mom. Your mom's taste? Uh, what can I say about this beer? It is classic Belgian. Summertime beer, uh, smooth, relaxing. He's reading the label. Yeah. Just drink. All right, Cheers. Five cents. Returnable. Cheers. What can I say about this? It's good until what August. A fu- <laughs> what a pretentious fucking asshole. <laughs> you notice that? This, this guy doesn't realize that we're filming. Motherfucker, I work here. I'm buying, I bought the beer right. for this business that you're drinking, you dickhead. Yeah. He's, he's literally the buyer. Yeah. Who's walking up there to talk to the owner? Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What the fuck, asshole? We're yeah. trying to drink beer over here." And you can hear that it's a business that's open. Yes, correct. Like, yeah. What do you think was going to happen? <laughs> this guy doesn't realize we're filming. I realized it. I just didn't give a shit. I got to yeah. talk to this guy. Yeah. I also don't think it's a big production. Yeah. <laughs> I'm noticing it's not like a TV show. Yeah. Cut. <laughs> Take five, have everyone. One of them clapper things. <laughs> yeah. Although I will say, I don't know what this was shot with. I don't think it's Opie's iPhone. The video is actually pretty pretty sharp hmm. on this. I could be wrong. What do I know? Okay. So now Matt is talking about how he's married to a woman from Thailand. I believe they call that um, Thai. Mm-hmm. His wife is a, a Thai woman, and Opie explains that she is the coolest wife ever. And the reason for that is bonkers. Yeah. Matt could be married to the coolest woman in America because for her birthday, Matt dragged her to Iron Maiden. <laughs> yeah, so my wife. That, well, uh, that was a bad idea, right? She, she had just given birth and she finds herself in the pit at Iron Maiden. Yeah. Um, yeah, she wasn't happy about it. And she's it, not an Iron Maiden fan. I mean, not she, necessarily. She enjoyed herself. She enjoyed the show, but it was a difficult, uh, difficult uh, excursion for her. Yeah, she's from Thailand, so I would assume she's not into Iron Maiden. No, you should assume that because she's a woman. Yeah, <laughs> that's why she's not into Iron Maiden. It doesn't sound like she's the coolest chick. It sounds like he's the worst husband. She just gave birth. He's like, all right, let's go to the mosh pit for the Iron Maiden show now. 
Is it out yet? <laughs> yeah, let's right. Go. Let's go. <laughs> Talking the horn in the driveway. Come on. If I miss one fucking song. <laughs> so I didn't understand that story very well. Yeah, it doesn't just take her to the show, but to the yeah. heart of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to go right pit. to the front. Yeah. yeah. There's 50,000 people here. I know. Keep pushing. <laughs> we'll, get, yeah. we'll get there eventually. Still wiping afterbirth <laughs> off her. <laughs> Opie seems to do that thing where he just he pulls random things from old conversations and mm-hmm. then puts people on the spot. Yeah, yeah. Tell yeah. the story about how you're a shitty husband and you and you got the coolest wife in the in the world. Remember you cheated on her and she found out, but you guys are still married. Like, yeah. Uh, oh, come on. <laughs> Cut. Tell, the, <laughs> tell the, the story about how you pushed your wife to have an abortion because the due date was about the same time as the ticket you bought for the Iron Maiden concert. <laughs> yeah, I love that story. Tell that one again. <laughs> Yeah, this might be the last episode of this ever, but we're now ready to summarize. Okay. All right. We've tasted two beers. Mm-hmm. I didn't leave any of them out. We got Opie's take on both. Now let's get a, a summary of everything we just learned. All right. So once again, these were the beers we tried at Get Parts today. It was the uh, the Hawaiian pizza from Rockaway. I like that one. I like that one. The, uh, the DuPont, which was the second beer we tried today, a Belgian uh, beer. I will give it a, uh, it was interesting. Is it an A for effort? It was interesting. It, it, you know, there's a there's an aftertaste that that kind of kind of tastes like a basement after a flood. But uh, besides that, <laughs> what's the problem? Why don't you like that? What does that mean? I don't know. The aftertaste tastes Mold? like a basement <laughs> after a flood. Yeah, I guess. A moldy aftertaste? So the... If that okay, if you drank a bottle of moldy water, yes, you would spit it out and say this tastes like shit. Right, you like, it's all right, right. it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate it. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> so I don't know that maybe Opie will get better at this. So far, I'm not learning a lot about the beer that he's drinking. The IPA had hops in it. I know that, but yeah. otherwise. Not sure that he's uh, uniquely qualified to do this. How long did it take them to do two beers? Because that didn't seem like a long segment at all. No, it's like a, it was like a 12 or 14 minute long video. Jeez. Uh, there wasn't a lot going on. I learned it. so little. So anyone who follows uh, Who Are These Podcasts knows that we've had this crazy story arc happening with Patrick Michael mm-hmm. recently. Because for years... We've been reviewing his shows and talking about how bad he is at podcasting and how dumb he is as a person, how little he has to uh, add to the world Mm -hmm. around him. Mm -hmm. And then out of nowhere, he has this brilliant and hilarious analysis of Chad Zumach's roast of the Kevin Brennan, you know, his, his, his roast on Kevin Brennan's roast. And all of a sudden I was like, whoa, what is going on with this guy? He's amazing. Well... Not so fast. Don't tell me you don't like my show. Don't tell me you don't like my show. Don't tell me. Don't tell me you don't like my show. Don't tell me you don't like my show. Don't tell me. Because that's absurd. So, Doug, I don't know if you noticed this, but. Patty, for some reason, started releasing new episodes of Do You Party? Someone's like, whoa, there's three episodes just dropped of Do You Party, a show that he hasn't done in a couple of years. 
So I want to check this out because, as you know, Do You Party is a show where he asks people questions about how they party. <laughs> yes, I remember. You, remember. you might remember that. So I was excited about it. Well, it turns also, out. Also, it's in the title. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess you probably wouldn't figure it out either way. So I was excited about this. Like, oh, good. Patty's working with uh, other people again. He's doing a show. Turns out he's just re-releasing old episodes. And he re-released the first episode he ever did with Trey Peacock. And this is him introducing Trey Peacock. Yes, guys, we did it again. We got another Do You Party episode. And this time, we got a guy who's just fresh into the comedy scene. He's just doing it. You can see him on Kill Tony. He's been on there three different times. He is Trey Peacock. And that name in itself makes me feel like he should run some sort of weird plant store on Sesame Street. Pretty good joke. All right. <laughs> you like that one, <laughs> All right. So, Patty has a way of describing what Trey Peacock's going to bring to the table in a way that none of us would come up with. And Trey is just 21. So his party stories are still very, very young, but he does have them. He does have them, and he will let you know that he's going to have some more. (laughs) All right. Tell me about a future party you're going to go to. What's that going to be like? I like that this guy's like, look at his party stories are pretty young, but most importantly... He's not done partying just yet. (laughs) There will be more partying. Okay, that's cool. Now, the other thing that Patrick Michael does is he likes to start his show multiple times. So let's get ready to start the show, everybody. Coming to you live, my name is Patrick, a.k.a. Patty Seacups, a.k.a. Patty Broken Skull, a.k.a. Patty I Like the Burn. And today coming straight from Extreme Urination, Purple Passion, Death-Like Hangovers, and Poop Mud. But now on the road to recovery, welcome again to Do You Party. I wanted to play that because it's been a while since we heard him say Patty Seacups. Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite, obviously, <laughs> of his nicknames. Yeah, that one's stuck. He's got Broken Talk as one of his shows. Why isn't uh, Seacup Talk? I feel like that would organically get people listening, right? Hey, they just talk about Seacups? All right. I'll check that out. I'm a fan. All right, so... Uh, Patrick Michaels talking to Trey Peacock. Trey Peacock at this time was trying to get into comedy and he was going to the comedy store every Monday when they film Kill Tony, Tony Hinchcliffe. And so as he's talking about that, Patty has to brag and say, by the way, I was also on that show. If you guys remember during the pandemic, they were getting people to send in their minute long stand up routines and then they were video chatting with him about it afterwards since they couldn't do it live and in person. And this is Patty on stand-up comedy. <laughs> For anybody who has never done stand-up comedy, trying to do one minute is incredible. That is a fun challenge, honestly. Because you feel like you can go up there and grab a mic and kind of just hang out and talk when there's no limit. Yeah. But if you got one minute, I'll tell you what. I did nine jokes in my one minute because... Yeah. I, it was pre-taped. You know, I filmed myself doing it, so I was able to just be like, okay, no one's here. Hopefully they laugh at these one-liners. And Tony actually said he liked one of my jokes. So I was like, fuck yeah, dude. I'm a comedian forever, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he really is a quantity over quality guy. Yeah. He always has been. Yeah. And I like what he just said right there. He goes, a lot of people think they can just get up and just wing it mm-hmm. as a stand-up. 
Nobody thinks that. <laughs> that sounds like a nightmare. And he goes, but what if instead of having, having unlimited time, right. you only had 60 seconds? I'm like, well, that actually sounds better. Yeah, most people would be relieved. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I just get to fill 60 seconds? Cool. All right. I'll make fun of some guy's shirt in the audience. Well, it's fine. <laughs> we'll be good. Are you fucking? <laughs> yeah, right? you just do that and figure it out. Uh, but I do love the fact that Patty is already in the Comedy Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> He's declared himself. Yeah. He's a made man. Victory lap. Tony Hinchcliffe liked not even his joke. He didn't laugh at the joke. He liked the premise behind it. Mm. He said that, um, I think he said something about like fat people. Doug, close your ears. I think he said okay. uh, fat people should have to wear their sizes on the outside. Oh, that one. Of yeah, the yeah, shirt yeah. or something like that. Yeah. I don't I, Yeah, and, and bragging that you. One of your nine jokes landed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would be kind of embarrassed. Yeah, he liked one of my jokes. Ugh, rough. No, I would I wouldn't have brought up anything about the interaction. I, <laughs> yeah. I've never even heard of the show. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Right. <laughs> All right. So the best part about the show is, of course, the questions. They always ask the same questions. They're very proud of themselves for always asking these same questions. And at this time. Patty had a co-host named Dick Nose, and Dick Nose is going to start off with our first question, a simple one. Okay, man, so what we're going to do is we're going to let Dick Nose go ahead and lead this first question, man, and it is a simple one. Yeah, man, so let me hit you with this basic bitch. All right. When was your first time and your last time partying, like your most recent? Okay. That's an easy one. When was the first time and your last time partying? Would you be able to answer that question, Producer Chris? I mean, no. last night for the latter, but... Well, yeah. <laughs> what but... about the first time? I don't know. Do you know you're partying when you're partying? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> well, an uh, uh, elderly gentleman walked up to me and said, do you want to party? And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thought the answer was yes, but I was wrong. So- <laughs> What, what <laughs> defines a party? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I, I think that they consider it just like drinking a beer, I guess. Okay. I don't know. The, yeah. Then I was six. Okay, so <laughs> the, the night before I was going to kill myself, yeah. I was sitting alone in my dining room, snorting Adderall off the table, consuming as much alcohol as possible. Yeah. I just snorting as much as I could get up my fucking, fucking nose. Yeah, fucking party, Doug. Woo! Yeah. If, if you would have sent me a text message that night and said, "What are you doing?" I would have said, "Partying." <laughs> yeah, it's a party over here. I, just, I'm staring at my tears forming a puddle on the table. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, I, I, um, I don't think that's what they made. I could be wrong. All right, so then uh, Trey is talking about. I guess it's this is around Halloween time, and they're talking about these Halloween costumes. Trey was at this party. He called it a Hollywood party. He's like, yeah, I got to go to my first Hollywood party. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> Tom Hanks there. So he goes to this um, Halloween party, and he gets himself very distracted when talking about the costumes. Girls on Halloween. Whew, what a sight. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of, lot of uh, flesh showing. I, I would imagine. But I'll tell you what. What is the worst thing you've done at a party? Apparently, you can't I, say did he flesh. say I'll tell you what and then stop? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think he. I think he started thinking like, "Whoa, there were some hot chicks there." Just yeah. spaced out for a minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it looked a little something like this. <laughs> yeah, Penny's like, uh, "Okay, we lost him." Yeah. 
What, what's the worst thing you ever did at the party? Which is also a, a ridiculous question to ask. I think Kevin Dumfuck would know the answer to that one. <laughs> <laughs> he should be on this show. If he could get Kevin Dumfuck on Do You Party, that'd oh, be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> the answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Too much. All right. One of my favorite things with Patty Seacups is when he starts riffing. All right. And uh, this is just a great example of him riffing away with one of our favorite questions. Have you parted in a place without electricity? All right, man. So I got another question for you. Uh, have you partied in a place without electricity, but it wasn't outside? It's like an old building, barn, something like that. That's right. Psychiatric facility. Yeah. Homeless guy's box. Haunted house. <laughs> Just keep going. Gravesite. That wasn't part of Halloween. That's like Chip Chipperson level riffing right there. Okay, name eight places don't have electricity. I'll go first. The moon. Now you go. Now you name a place without electricity. Why would a psychiatric facility not have electricity? Yeah. I don't know what he wanted. Yeah, I'm not there. sure. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure. Haunted house? Haunted house is on electricity? <laughs> oh. I think they usually do. I don't know. Unless they're not paying the bills. Unless John Melinda's house is haunted. Then maybe there's no electricity. All right. Classic Patrick Michael starts a sentence, has no idea how he's going to end it or where he's going to go with it. Catches himself by surprise here. <laughs> um, and Dick knows you'll appreciate this. I think there's five particular types of people that go to parties, right? I don't okay. I don't have exactly five, but I know for a fact that there's like the guy who does stupid shit. There's the guy who incites the guy doing stupid shit. There's the people that don't associate with other people besides people they know. Okay. There's also the one or two people that go to start drama. And then you can kind of lump in guys that go to start fights uh -huh. into that same category. Yeah. But that's four. I would say there's probably five. There's one other one out there. <laughs> Because he started with five, so there's got to be one other one I haven't thought of yet. Uh, <laughs> Maybe there's seven. This was back in the Monster Energy days. He seems a little yeah. uh, jacked up. He's a little jacked up on this one. <laughs> he gets excited when he has two friends yeah. all playing together. It's, it's a lot. It's, he's overly stimulated. Yeah. Obviously. So then he starts with this premise. There's five different people who go to parties, and he figures out four of them. But then he thinks, wait a second. What if it's not five different people, but five different stages? Maybe that's the actual like <laughs> timeline of party personalities within everybody. You'll start, you might start as the one guy, uh -huh. but then you'll end as, you know what I'm saying? You'll experience each portion where you're like, yeah, I passed out four times yeah. the last three parties I went to. It was dumb. <laughs> Numbers don't even make sense. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he thought he was having this crazy epiphany. Like, whoa, hold on a second. What if we're all all those people? And they're like, yeah, sure. I'm having an epiphany. I don't think he's ever been to a party. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. This is like 40-year-old virgin talk here. <laughs> yeah, he goes, you ever pass out at three parties four times? What? No. You haven't done that. That sounds difficult. Um, a couple more clips on here, and this is just another ridiculous question. What is your most intense urination experience? <laughs> what have you gone through to use the bathroom? <laughs> Guys, I would suck as a guest on this show. I don't remember a lot of the partying that I've done first off. That's one of the problems there. Yeah. 
But if you ask me like an intense urination experience, I don't know. I <laughs> stood in line for uh, the bathroom at a Bills game. Does that count? I don't know. It's intense. It's pretty intense. <laughs> Doug, what's your most intense urination experience? <laughs> and don't say trying to kill yourself. I, I don't want to be the only story you ever tell. Unfortunately, I don't know that I have any urination stories yeah. at all. Whether I, it's the most pleasurable or the in, most intense or the most boring, I think they're all just the same. Yeah. I pissed. You could work in a Peapod joke. <laughs> I was just going to say, and you can hear all about it on Peapod. <laughs> right. Yeah. Subscribe. All right. So um, this next question is actually three questions. So you, you've been, you sounds like you've been to some crazy parties, but how many times have you passed out or have been like the reason the party gets fucked up? Like have you have been kicked out or at the, this um, is, hold on. This is an addition to that question or have cops okay. ever shut down a party you've been at? I think you already mentioned that. So yeah. It started as how many times yeah, have you passed out? Have you passed out? And then it turns into, or the cops been called because of you, something you did at the party. It's like right. six. Yes. <laughs> Precisely <laughs> six. What's the answer to this fucking question? Wrong. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is the most difficult show to be on yeah. ever. Cardiff's games are easier. <laughs> no kidding. Like, uh, is there multiple choice to this one? I'd love to get out of here and just be like, who, no. Who who could possibly just with the first part of the question, who could possibly know how many times they've passed out? Right. Right. This is the thing. This whole thing was like, when's the first time you partied? How many times has this happened to you? How many times that's like what do you think I'm writing this shit down in a journal? Yeah. You think I have a spreadsheet at home that I'm fucking tailing this stuff up in? Dear I don't diary, know. it happened again. <laughs> yeah, let me just adjust the pivot table and find out. I don't fucking these know how many times I These out. are all all <laughs> questions developed by people that have never, ever drank a, a sip of alcohol with a friend, went to a bar, right. anything. Yeah, because you'd have way more interesting questions mm-hmm. about it if you did. There'd be a lot more questions about hooking up with fat chicks. That's what I'd be asking. Like, how many fat chicks did you fuck? Like, oh boy, I know the answer Who to that. Who can possibly that keep count of things like that, Carl? <laughs> Come on, that's not cute. You shouldn't rip on her because she's fat. You should rip on her because she's ugly. Okay. <laughs> she would be cute if she lost weight. Thanks. Anyway, <laughs> that's not the point. Speaking of needing to lose weight, it's time to mock Zumok. All right, this is a sign that came in from Joe Sacco. It's called Hands Up Zumach. This is what he writes. He says, I heard about this Wednesday Adams trend where they made her dance to a sped-up version of Lady Gaga's Bloody Mary, and I just couldn't help myself. I'm not familiar with any of that. I don't know what Wednesday Adams is. I don't know what Lady Gaga is. Bloody Mary is a game I've heard of. Yeah, <laughs> Other really than that, <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but let's see. Let's see what's happening here. Okay, okay, settle down, settle down. Uh, okay, so how many credit cards? Wow. Oh, shit, Jody B just reminded me. We talked about this beforehand. Doug, you have a Patrick Michael clip. God damn, you, yeah, gotta, you so, gotta interrupt me with this stuff. Oh, I figured, I figured you just wanted to keep going. Uh, so anyway, so Jody B sent this in, and it is Patrick Michael talking about you. Yes, okay. I, 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 I haven't heard right. this. I do really have some things to talk about today. This isn't just an episode where I'm going to bitch about a show named after a shoe. All right. 
or a, a show that just somehow discovers some of the rawest talent they could ever find in the podcast game. We're not going to continue to talk about that, but thank you for being there. Okay. I do also just want to address somebody else left a comment saying something about hopefully he noticed or some shit. Hopefully Roy noticed that, you know, I did a video about Chad Zumach or whoever the fuck will impress him. And in the end, we can all agree he's been impressed since day one, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. It's true. Roy has been a fan since day one. Can you pause it real quick, Doug? And he he's right. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if it's the way he wants it to have happened, but I remember the moment when I first heard Patrick Michael on a podcast. And I can't say that for a lot of shows. I, I don't remember the first time I heard Howard Stern, but I remember very well the first time I heard Patrick Michael. So, yes, he's right about that. He had an impact <laughs> on me. He knows it. It just took some time. He didn't know how to express it properly. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm the one. Yeah. That's just kind of what happens when like a zoo. <laughs> no real emotional attachment that he's ever really had. <laughs> when he discovered me, yeah. or I sort of came across his path, right? He didn't realize there's gold here. Yeah, yes, I did. Yes, you did. Holy <laughs> shit. Who's made more money on Patrick Michael than me? What's he talking about? <laughs> I didn't realize there was gold there. Dude, I started buying shit I couldn't afford the second I heard your show. I was like, I'm in the money. <laughs> I would like a loan for a million dollars, please. What collateral do you have? Chewed gum. Yep. Listen to this shit. <laughs> Here's your million dollars, sir. Pay yes. it back anytime. <laughs> Sorry. And not going. in the way that he was thinking, where he's like, oh, if I, I can make fun of this guy. Yeah, I mean, you can. I, it's You're easy to make fun of, too, man. Go Much like it. Chad Zumach. His All lip right. is sitting on his collarbones, folks. The guy has no chin. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't even know if he's got a neck. It might just be head on collarbone. I don't know. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, we can all do this. I mean, do you remember when I said that you brush your teeth? Multiple times a day, just so you could feel something hit the back of your throat. That was no, me. <laughs> I, no, I don't. I, <laughs> I I do remember jokes that I enjoy. Yeah, you know, I'll recite them. I'll, I could name fifteen Mitch Hedberg jokes right now off the top of my head because jokes that I enjoy, I, I remember those. I don't remember that. Yeah, good one though. Well, he, he goes on to tell you how he developed that. So, oh, good. I'm glad he still remembers it. All right, let's hear it. The process said that. I didn't write that. I didn't sit down and fucking write a script about a guy I've seen two times and never even heard his voice. I didn't waste my time on any of that. Hold on. Can you pause it real quick, Doug? <laughs> I, I know it didn't make sense. I, I get that. What's so <laughs> funny about this is I literally go on and compliment the guy. And someone says, hey, just so you know, like Carl has nice things to say about the show you did about Zumach. And Patrick's response is, fuck that guy. He's an asshole. Like, why? Why is that your response? I guess that's the only way he does. So, okay. He had an opportunity, right? So he he did the Zumach video, and it was funny. I thought it was funny. Yeah, it was good. I, I even left a comment telling him that I thought it was funny, mm -hmm. and he shit all over my comment, which was funny. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you expect. <laughs> but he should still be smart enough to say, okay, now how can I capitalize on this again? Right. How can I, how can I, you know what, maybe it's time I reach out to Carl and I want to review a, a different show that has nothing to do with me and just see if I can maybe draw some people over. Mm -hmm. Instead, no, he just puts out this little bitty episode to continue shit talking you and how 
Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna that's, let it keep going. See, Doug, that's the way you think. That's why you're successful in life. That's the way you think. That's not the way he thinks at all. He sees an opportunity and he goes, I gotta get the fuck away from this. Yeah. <laughs> this is too opportunity. This is scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this makes me nervous. All right, keep it going. But I know he's impressed and he always has been and he's in love and he can't stop himself. All that he realized was I was just freestyling, baby. I was just freestyling. <laughs> once once he heard he heard the lead pencil click onto that fucking, you know, that yellow pad. Oh boy. It's a different version, right? Same version, but more precise. More pa- of a pause it. Yeah, you fucked up so bad by paying him a compliment, I man. Know. <laughs> Talk about retarded. Yeah. Talk about retarded. Holy shit, this guy does not take a compliment well, does he? <laughs> He's panning himself on the back for shit that I didn't even compliment him for. Right. Is, is he now talking about the Zumok video or is he still talking about that joke with the toothbrush? He's talking about the Zumok video. Okay. So that's the one where he's proud of himself for not writing a script, apparently. No, I think my takeaway from this is mm-hmm. that now you can see what he does when he tries. Oh, when he takes yeah, the time yeah, yeah, to yeah. write it, now you can see how good he is. I'm sorry. Yeah. As usual, I wasn't following his logic. You thought he was bragging about owning a pencil and some paper? <laughs> 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 okay, I get it now. All right, back to the audio. Sniper, right? Trying to take out the target. Trying to take out the target. Not not simply just cover fire, right? More like a sniper. That's what happens when I actually sit down and write the thoughts down, folks. Because I'll revisit them. I'll come back to them. I'll change words. I can write pretty goddamn well. (laughs) (laughs) So he's bragging about revisions? That's his big fucking brag. I will edit. I will revise. (laughs) Jesus Christ. That's insane. No one's ever bragged about how long it takes them to do something. You know what I mean? You never hear a songwriter just like, how long did it take you to write that amazing song? Oh, years. I could not fucking figure it out. It's always the opposite. You're always like, oh, yeah, it took me two seconds. Right. Well, Opie brags about how long it takes him to edit. That's true. That's a good point. I'm very happy with that skill set. I mean, you guys have heard my raps, right? Oh, You've heard me. Snakes in the Grass was a fucking banger for a reason, and that was a freestyle. <laughs> Shut oh, come on, Jack. Fuck up. Come right? on. Come on. He did not just fucking take credit for Snakes in the Grass just now, did he? Am I hearing this right? I can play that if you'd like. <laughs> All right. Animal. <laughs> His name is Seamus, and he's telling you everything he does. All I he do. do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to finish this up here for us? Hey, that was me just spitting off the dome, yo. Keep up. S- spitting off the dome. What Keep year up. is this? <laughs> think I can't. That was freestyled. Yeah. And you think I can't put it to? I can't put it to the paper. He can't <laughs> even fucking finish the sentence. Yeah. No, I don't think you can put it to paper. Yeah. So you think? Stop drinking so much. You're Never. fucking losing it. <laughs> but anyways, the stuff I do want to talk about is yeah, uh, that's it. That's cool. Patty's taking a victory lap. Wow, Patrick <laughs> Michael gets one fucking compliment and then explains like, yeah, dude. 
I could have been doing this the whole fucking time. Well, then you should have. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. That's not the brag you think it is. Yeah, now that I finally put a little effort in, it was pretty good. Okay. Why did it take that long? And why do you sound like the old Patty all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Then he retorts right back to yeah. not being able to finish his thoughts or understand what the fuck he's talking about. And and to clarify, I think the, the truer statement would be now that he's tried, it's not as bad as what he normally does. Right. That, yeah. Which is different than good. <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite different, yes. Also, and I didn't want to say this because it kind of makes me look silly, but mocking Chad Zubak is not difficult. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, as much as I wanted to give Patty credit, he did have some good points and stuff like that. Like, I think pretty much anyone could do it. Yeah, we were going apeshit because you weren't sucking quite so <laughs> right. bad. I mean, <laughs> it was more than I could handle at the time. That is true. All right. Get confident, stupid. <laughs> All right. Back to uh, Joe Sacco and hands up Zumak. Okay. Okay. Settle down. Settle down. Uh, okay, so how many credit cards? Whew, wow, that's, that's a bunch of credit cards. And where were you? Okay, got it. And uh, a car accident. Really intoxicated? Oh, okay. separate incidents. Okay, look, here's what I got so far. You got done with showering at the gym, bathroom, and see. Chad's gone. You'll see your wallet's missing too. When cops get called to file a report, you find that we're already here. Okay, bullhorn. Come out, out, out with your hands, hands, hands above your head. <laughs> that was uh, that was him, not me, adding the Homer at the end. All right, and then Mr. Magenta was inspired this week. Nice. What is happening here? Running out of money and out of beer. They're gonna turn off my lights. I need to find a way to get money tonight. Ooh, what a feeling when it's credit cards you're stealing. Ooh, what a feeling when ten people watch you streaming. The room's calm, and only seven people came to see me bomb. <laughs> they started booing down the hall. It looks like everybody is busting my balls. <laughs> Ooh, what a feeling when it's credit cards you're stealing. Ooh, what a feeling when ten people watch you streaming. Very well done, Mr. Magenta. Chad's dancing on the ceiling for Mr. Magenta coming in, coming at you. 
Um, I'm not going to do a lot on Chad today, but I do have to address one thing. The problem with Chad and his approach to this war that he's declared on us. Mm-hmm. Doug, you familiar with Chad Zumach? You know what we're talking about? Very, very much so. <laughs> I'm ready for this conversation. Oh, good. So the, the biggest problem with Chad is that he has no knowledge of what he's talking about. And so it kind of ruins his whole point every fucking time when he's trying to like make a point. And it's just like, well, you're just wrong about this. So one of the things that he likes to say is that the only reason why this show is popular is because of Anthony Cumia. And so I want to thank Leonard Small 79 in our subreddit who just asked a question the other day. Like, how did you find the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I thought was cool. It was, it was fun to read through all the different ways people have found the show, but it also makes it so that Chad loses all credibility because there was zero Anthony Cumia in that. <laughs> um, I, mean, I mean, people would have said the O and A subreddit and sure. things like that, but mostly it was like the Dick Show, Drew and Mike, Cinema Massacre. Yeah, was in there a lot, which is hilarious. The official podcast, Come Town, No Agenda, Will Noonan, Howard Stern, Adam Carolla, Kirk Minahan. Like, there's a lot of different ways people have found our show. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily because Anthony enjoyed it, but, I mean, he definitely helped. Don't get me wrong. So now what Chad wants to do is goof on my band, The Isotopes. There was a video that uh, somebody sent to him, and it was uh, this comedy thing that we did where we were pretending that we had a sitcom. Yeah. You know, a long time ago, we had a sitcom that was really popular, and he didn't watch the whole thing, but it starts off with us explaining that we did a musical episode sure and in order to do a musical episode we had to do auditions to figure out who was going to sing and all this kind of shit it was like it's not the funniest thing you've ever seen in your life don't get me wrong <laughs> i'm not going to say that it was so um this is chad watching that and ripping on it this is supposed to be the hilarity afterwards right 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 that was funny oh this part apparently it was their band and it was like i guess they made a fake sitcom about their band assuming they they just assumed everyone knew about this band and they all have characters name i think his name's like handsome johnny or something but nobody knows who the fuck these people are not even people in rochester see this is where chad loses me we've yeah. been a band for over 20 years in this town yeah. a lot of people know who we are and why would chad assume that he knows anything well all right, so <laughs> here's, the, here's the problem. What is that? Like, is that supposed to be like a sick burn? Like, no one even knows who the isotopes are in Rochester. Okay, Here, here's the here's the problem with all of this, Carl. Yeah, I've I've spent a lot of time trying to prepare my thoughts in a way on this subject. I don't care about the horse fuckers. <laughs> I don't care about Opie. Yeah, but for some reason, I. And now that John's gone, I'm kind of invested in this whole Zumok thing. Mm. And I didn't want to come on here and Zumok your show by defending the guy. Right, but I'm. He's fucking growing on me. Okay. And explain. I don't know why. Yes, please explain well, this because he's not funny. I know. I know. That's not the point. <laughs> okay. But there's, I appreciate the fact that he's trying to fight back against all these people that are piling on. Like you and him have a true reason to be going at it because of what he did to you right. with your show and then coming back and trying to join the, the John thing. Right. right. Yeah. So that makes sense. But then you have all these other people who are modeling their shows after your show. So whenever you target somebody, then they follow suit. Okay? So he's trying to defend against all of that, which I appreciate. Sure. I, 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 I don't appreciate the way he's doing it because he's losing, and he's doing it incorrectly. Like, you calling him unhinged, probably the most accurate description. Right. <laughs> but... Nonetheless, I still want him to come out on top, not necessarily against you, but against all the other 
the other people that he's trying to go up against at the same time. Okay, so you're rooting for Chad in this one. I, I am. You like an underdog. I like that. I also want him to do more Carl impressions because those make me laugh. <laughs> you like the Carl impression? <laughs> Here's the problem with, the, with Chad's approach to this. I think you might agree with me here, Doug, even though you're rooting for him. Chad is not a funny person when he's angry, and he's angry a lot. Yeah. And he repeats himself over and over again. Like He doesn't have very much to give. He says the same shit about Chrissy and me and everyone over and over and over again. And you're like, all right, well, we heard that. What else you got? What else is going on over there, Chad? <laughs> That big braid of yours. There's more than that, right? So I am more invested in your world now than I have been in our entire six years or however long it's been that we've known each other. Okay. I I watched I watched eagerly when they start those underground videos of your uh DabbleCon came out because yes. I was I was rooting for you. You know that. Sure. So then when Zumok did his review of DabbleCon, he started talking shit like saying that your jokes are all inside jokes that nobody knows. You have a room full of people that flew across the fucking country to watch you because they know your shit. Yeah. So it wasn't his a good take. angle is fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, I know. It wasn't a good take. That, that's the funniest thing about Chad. You know, obviously he was saying that it wasn't going to succeed. No one's going to go there. And then it did succeed. People did go there. And what Chad doesn't understand is that when we do a show like that, I talk to people who are from Seattle and LA and Vegas and Florida and Minnesota and Wisconsin and Canada. It's like yeah. all these people come in from, like you said, all across the country to come to the show. And then Chad's thing is like, no one even knows what Carl's talking about. No, they probably have listened to a couple episodes. They probably know a few things. They were practically speaking in unison with you. <laughs> yeah, I know. More. But Chad wouldn't understand that. He never had that in his life, so he wouldn't he wouldn't. Well, it's get it's it. because he's blinded by anger instead yeah. of just Rolling with it and trying to find the funny. Yeah. He's just, he's trying to be what's a mud shark or whatever the fuck he's calling himself. (laughs) Like, what I would say is, Chad, run everything through me and I'll point you in the right direction. I'll give you some pointers on how to deal with this shit. Yes. And then, and then maybe you can do something with that. Even in this episode, Doug, because it's been pointed out many times, I'm not a hard person to make fun of. Even in this episode, he starts talking about my teeth. And his joke is his teeth, man. Jesus, his teeth. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. Is that all you got? <laughs> cool. Um, all right. So uh, they're continuing to watch this video. And um, again, Chad just doesn't even understand what's going on here. Our band is called The Isotopes. Together oh, it's Handsome Be Wonderful. Mm. They all got names like uh, they're, I don't know what they think they're doing. For every day of our Isotopes.com. Thanks, Chad. I'm going to go to isotopes.com because I got to find out. Oh, boy. This is his passion, dude. He's so stupid. So, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so, we're going to back all the isotopes. I'm handsome, be wonderful. We got Lance Uppercut, Max Power. They're all Simpsons references, you fucking morons. Like, I don't know what they're up to over here. It, they're all Simpsons. Whatever. You don't have to know that. You're a comedy guy, so you should, but that's fine. And then Tyler even says, like, oh, I like the uh, J.J. Abrams. Yeah, our go-go dances are hot. So so there's that. I don't remember which subreddit it was or where I seen it. I think it maybe it was Twitter. Uh, somebody dug up this video of you lip syncing, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> and it's a beautiful example of somebody or a group of guys in this case not taking themselves too seriously. Right. Like when I saw it, that's what I saw. Like, this is funny. It's 
not funny in the way, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I get it. I'm, I'm 100% with you on this one. Yeah. Right. I, when I saw that he was going to make fun of this, I'm like, well, we're obviously not taking it seriously. This is a goof. Like, what, okay, what's your angle going to be? So, so far, he doesn't get it. Yeah. What was he thinking? I'm going to go to isotopes.com. Oh, I- that's the other thing, too. He goes, I'm going to go to isotopes.com. It's the isotopes.com. It's written very clearly. So he doesn't even understand that. So now he's having a hard time. Do they just record that or are they doing that live for a crowd? I don't know. That's, See, that's funny. Yeah, again, <laughs> these guys think that we actually do musical theater. Yeah. Like, that's the joke. Yeah, you fuck it. And he's like, yeah. are they doing this in front of an audience? Yeah, and we don't say, I mean, he's, <laughs> yeah. he sounds a little jealous. Well, yeah. Do they just record that or are they doing that live for a crowd? I don't know. Probably just recording it, right? I hope. Yes. Even still. But who's it for? Who's the audience? Who's who's been saying, us, dude? <laughs> us and the seventy nine people, oh, oh, seventy six people watching. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't come off the way you thought it was going to. <laughs> All right. So now <laughs> Chad didn't understand what the URL was, so he has a hard time finding our website. Which, by the way, not hard to find our website. Like I said, we've been a band for over twenty years. Mm-hmm. If you Google Isotopes Rochester, we will be the first result every fucking time. Well, I can't find their website. I think they may take it down after that video. Yeah. I mean, that's not good. That's not a good ta- sign. That's the other thing, too, because this is a, Tony Michaels pulled this one, too. This is where Chad is in the same class as Tony Michaels. Oh, they probably took it down because they're so embarrassed. I don't take anything down, Chad. You delete tweets all the time. You delete entire podcasts. You delete all your live streams because you're embarrassed. And again, you're projecting your embarrassment on me. I'm not embarrassed. If you go to the Isotopes YouTube channel, you can find this video. It's there. It's probably on our website, too. You can probably find this video. Go watch it. But yeah, that thing's going fucking viral for all. Oh, here we go. I found it. It took some work. I had to do some digging. Yeah, you had to do some digging. Yeah. <laughs> Hacker really, man. Really difficult to find. <laughs> also, he starts off by saying it only has 200 views, and he goes, it's going viral. Like, Well, that's not the definition of viral at no. all, but okay. I wish. Uh, let's check out their gigs, because this is his band. Oh, okay. So now Chad's like, oh, I got their website. Yeah. I'm going to get the dirt he's out of him. He's got cornered. Yeah, no, how are we going to get out of this one? <laughs> so he's going to go check out our gig. Our gig's coming up. But nice. yeah, this is their band. You can listen to their songs. It's just instrumental. It's surf rock yeah. in Rochester. Right. <laughs> then how can you sing along? Good one, Tyler. Oh. That's a good angle to take. I don't know. Chad must be so proud to have him on his team. You can nod along. (laughs) Chad went along with that one. Ah, good premise. Let's think about that. Mm. Whistle, hum. (laughs) You guys never heard of instrumental music before. Okay. Well. Oh, again. Oh, April 15th. They got a gig. Yes, we do. Where at? Johnny's Irish Pub in Rochester. They're on a world tour, everybody. Nope. We just play locally. We're a local band. They're on a. They're they're touring around Rochester. What else do we got? Uh oh. Uh oh. Saturday, May twentieth. Is this oh. in the past or coming up? Yeah. Coming up. Rochester. Yeah. They really. Oh, it's in Rochester. Yep. Yeah. At another bar and lounge. Correct. They really space out these gigs. True. And then they they already booked until July in Rochester, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Surfest at the beer park. <laughs> It just goes to show what I've been saying the whole time. There is nothing going on in Rochester. If you live in Rochester, move the fuck out or take your life, I guess. All right. So I I want to know, how do local bands work in Tampa? (laughs) Yeah. Does he understand how local bands, like, they just play shows locally? Like, the guys don't want to go on tour. They have other things going on in their lives. They're not looking for that. 
I'm not sure what he's going for because he's yeah. like comparing his career to our surf band. Well, he shouldn't do that because yeah. all he plays is Florida. Yeah. He did that. He tried to do two gigs in Cleveland that got reduced to one because he didn't have any interest in it yes. for his birthday show. <laughs> uh. And other than that, all he does is Florida and he's making fun of us because we play Rochester. Well, we're a Rochester band. That's how local bands work. Yeah. How do you not yeah, know so that? He, <clears throat> I think you're missing the bigger picture. Yeah, the, the, problem, <laughs> <laughs> the, the problem is he wanted to attack you and, and yeah. one, he knows nothing about your band. Right. Nothing. Right, Correct. he doesn't know if you started it last month or twenty years ago. Right, so he's he's recording himself finding this information out on the fly, yeah. mm-hmm. and he assumed upcoming events was going to be empty, and that's yes. what he was focused in on. Yeah, okay, you're booked. So, you, oh, you got a date? Oh, look, you got a date two weeks late. Yeah. Oh, look, you're you're booked all the way through the the summer. <laughs> yeah. real, real fucking good guys. Yeah. Real fu- <laughs> It's like when he was ripping on the Carlson. He's like, well, they have two shows on Thursday, three on Saturday. Like, well, sounds like they got a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> I love, too, that he goes, oh, what are they just playing, like, venues and, like, bars and yeah. stuff? Well, we're not playing the sports arena. That's true. He got me there. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're not playing football stadiums, but that was what your point was. But, Doug, I was thinking the exact same thing. He's like, oh, they just gave me their band URL. They're going to be sorry about this. I'm going to look it up, and we're going to look at it. He's like, oh, they just played a Christmas show, and uh, they got a few gigs coming up here. And uh, huh. Oh, look at this. I they found a Santa. link to some of their some of their live shows, and <laughs> yeah. it looks like they have a pretty decent turnout, and people are having fun. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. He goes, look at their website. You can listen to their music if you want. Like, yeah, we're, we're a band. You can listen to our music if you want. I would say thanks for the plug if anyone watched you. (laughs) All right. So anyway, I just had to address that because he put out a podcast called The Isotopes Suck. (laughs) I know. You have a problem being jelly. Yeah, I think Chad's a little jelly. (laughs) He's been uh, the last few things that he's done. He's ripping on my stand up. My first time ever doing stand up as hosting a show. (laughs) He's making fun of the isotopes. He's getting a little jelly over there. So I, you know, I'm a very transparent person. I want to, yes. I want to say, and I, there's no stick. There's no joke. I want to say I was very impressed with your first attempt at stand up. You look like a fucking natural. Thank you, buddy. I do appreciate that. Uh, it was the thing I was most stressed out about that weekend and we had a lot going on, but thank you, Doug. You are not a, I, uh, you're not a guy who kisses ass. That's for sure. I couldn't stand to sit through you and Shuli singing. That I shut that <laughs> off. Oh. Oh. Yeah, that was the Dammy Award ceremony. Um, but no, you know what? You know what Chad's gonna say when he hears this. Well, Doug from Who's Right has to kiss his ass. He always has this whole idea because Blind Mike said something nice about yeah, us. Your He's, ass is what's between me and Kumia. Of course, I have to kiss your <laughs> yeah, ass. I know that's why. That's why I'm like, well, you know, he said Blind Mike had to kiss my ass, and I'm like, what's the hierarchy here? So I suck on Kumia's balls. Yeah. Blind Mike kisses my ass. I don't know where Doug fits into this equation, but yeah, right, I gold shower from I'm Doug. sucking on some blind blind guy's asshole just to get through you to get to Kumia. Yeah. It's a little convoluted, but I kind of dig it. All right. We had Casey Armstrong on the show, Mm -hmm. the most recent episode. Very fun interview with him. And he brought up something that I wasn't familiar with. The fact that John alluded to his ex-wife, Susanna, sleeping with Howard or them having some type of wife swap scenario. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what the fuck is that all about? So Obnoxious John has a video on this. It's short. I'm going to play it real quick. And then we can kind of figure out 
what the fuck John is alluding to here. If, uh, if that's what he means by that, that's, that's how Casey took it. Casey, Casey would know. You are not funny. Okay. You're obnoxious. Just got finished writing for today. My new book. I was, uh, doing my chapter on, uh, Howie single life, <laughs> you know, talking about when, um, about how we first found out about Howard's divorce and and then the girls he had after. It involves uh, Susanna, Beth, and uh, Maya, Scott Einzig's wife. And, and uh, you know, Howard was all set to talk about it. And I was like, nah, because out of protection for my wife, at this point, I don't think she'd give a shit. It's so long ago. And... We were young then. How do you interpret that? What do you think he's trying to say there? Um, I there was a threesome that he wasn't involved with, or yeah, it sounded like Howard fucked yeah Isinger's wife and John's wife. Yeah, is what it sounds like. Yeah, what's the story? I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what he's getting you know, at. He's always quick to boast, and he wasn't boasting about <laughs> anything there, so no. maybe he just should bring it up. Because the, the way that I understood it from, maybe maybe not, it wasn't Casey's fault, maybe other people talking about it afterwards, because I saw a lot of chatter on, online afterwards. I understood it as like a wife swap scenario is what he was talking about, but th- right. that didn't seem like that to me. This sounded like wife collecting. <laughs> yeah, it sounded like fucking all your friends' wives. <laughs> it's what that cuck. sounded like to me. Yeah, right, yeah, it sounded more like a cuck thing. <laughs> you stinky cuck. <laughs> cuck. Tony Michaels here. I can't do Tony Michaels if I can do Aussie guy doing Tony Michaels. Tony Michaels, yeah, cuck. <laughs> you probably like that story, yeah, cuck. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> All right. Um, shit, we got to catch a fucking dabbler. Do you know what I mean? You used to like this. Do you guys understand what I'm saying right now? Cardiff. Oh, oh, hello. Hey. You can't fucking pay attention to the show. You got to be strumming <laughs> that goddamn guitar. Why would I watch this show? Yeah, all right. Let's see what you're oh, saying. hi, Doug. Nice to meet you. How are you doing, Cardiff? Good to meet good. you as well. Nice. How are you? I'm so good. wait, Cardiff buys advertising on who's right, but you guys haven't met each other yet? You got a whole ad team we, that deals with them? We go through a third party, mm-hmm. as 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 per Doug. <laughs> Smart. Smart move, mm-hmm. Doug. All right. I'm not giving him any of my contact information. <laughs> you guys know how to play this game. I don't have to explain it to anyone. Let's get right into it. It's time Whoa. to play everyone's favorite official, unofficial game show of WATP. To catch an opster. To catch an opster. Hey, hold on. What do you mean, hey, hold on? You sent this to me. Are, <laughs> Are you, you in cahoots with B Dabbler? <laughs> you sent this to me, didn't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's more play it. Let's go. <laughs> Hi, I'm Opie, a starving radio personality. I need TV work. Call me this number right here, okay? Let's check out some videotape. To catch an oopster. <laughs> Jesus Christ, these people. Don't this is not officially endorsed. So fucking pathetic. Jim and Sam. <laughs> Jim and Sam show just started. I think they are still going strong and serious. Okay. Look. What did Opie say next? Option blue. 
Jim and Sam <laughs> owe me everything. I taught them radio. These guys didn't know how to do radio before me. Number B. I don't think anyone's listening to their show. I, I mean, Sirius has to know that. There's no way these guys are getting the kind of numbers Opie and Anthony were. No way. Letter three. They're doing better than me. That goes without saying, but no one is talking about Jim and Sam. Jesus, I mean, I mean nobody. I still have my tentacles and things from afar, but no one's talking about those guys, and I'm sorry, they know it too. They're just riding it out. <laughs> Number D. If Opie and Anthony were still around, Sam would still be getting our lunches and Jim would still be making transvestite jokes. These two are no talents, and Sirius knows that. All right, I gotta go get another cup of coffee. Instagram and YouTube, stay right there. YouTube, you can pitch in a little bit. To catch an obster. I will go first, as I always do. I believe it is number three. Mm. They're doing better than me, but nobody's talking about them. Nobody. What do you think, Doug? No, it's B. B. Well, similar. <laughs> I don't think anyone's listening to their show. Um, Cardiff, can you play this one? I'm confused as to what's going on right now. Well, first of all, I I, I, I want to make a statement that I don't appreciate what you and B Dabbler are conspiring to do with my brand. Okay, I built this brand from nothing, and you guys are tearing it down. But under protest, I will choose... Letter three. <laughs> okay. What do you think, producer Chris? Two was convincing, but a little too convincing. Mm. And then three came along, and I'm like, that sounds more like him, but with less of an Opie impression. So three it is. All right. Option blue. Number B. Letter three. Number D. <laughs> Jim and Sam show just started. I think they are still going strong and serious. Okay. Look, they're doing better than me. Oh, that goes without saying. No yeah, baby. Jesus, nope. I mean, nobody. So Doug's our uh, only loser today. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. That's one way to put it. <laughs> I still. No, lie. I think I I've st- lost this game too. <laughs> oh, poor Cardiff. Oh, saddest potato. Still have my tentacles and things from a more from afar. And no one's talking about those guys. I'm sorry. And they know it, too. They're just riding it out. Join us next week when we'll find out if you're brother man enough to catch an Opster. Check out B-Dabbler's YouTube and Twitter at B-Dabbler. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> oh, boy. This is... It's the beginning of bad things to come, I have a feeling. Piece of shit. <laughs> I'm going to get um, Hannah on here real quick. I don't believe you. I don't believe it. Hannah, I'm sorry I didn't get you on sooner. Who would you have picked on that one? Which which number would you have picked? Uh, I would have gone with blue, so. Mm. See, she's honest. I like that. Yeah. All right, guys. What have we done today? We've done it all. Mm-hmm. Zooier than thou. Toggle and Fausty and Love Cat. <laughs> Zoe. Wow. Charlie likes music. Opie finally launched his beer show, and I'm so excited. I hope there's a thousand episodes. 
Uh, Do You Party was re-released with Trey Peacock. We miss Trey. He's great. Re-released. Re-released. The box set. Chad Zumach doesn't like the isotopes. We're not on a world tour. (laughs) Stuttering John's wife fucked Howard and Adam Sandler, I guess. Uh, Maybe. Who knows? Uh, Chris, myself, and the potato were all able to catch a opster. So you know what that mm-hmm. means? It's time for everyone's favorite part of the show. All right, so I tried to pull a clip for the show that we'll be doing on the midweek show. Kaya is back from the official podcast. Oh yeah, which I'm very excited about. Back to back, Doug and Kaya episodes. This is exciting, and he sent me over. Re- I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. We're getting ramped up. Uh, Kai and I are starting a show together. Are you? So, yeah. That's Again. all the details I can give right now, but I'm super excited. It's going to play off both of our strengths. Interesting. Would you like a fun fact, Carl Hamburger? <laughs> Jesus. Please. Kai recently got married. Did he really? Yes. And guess who married them? I don't know. Doug? I, it was me. Oh, okay. <laughs> we rehearsed <laughs> that. We rehearsed that eight times. <laughs> so, Line. Yeah, it, it, it's Kaya's story to tell. But if you if you remember, I got ordained a while back. Remember? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, yeah, I talked yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So I went out to California and performed the uh, ceremony. Really? Kaya yeah, got it's not married? a stick. I mean, yeah, it's just Kaya it's got married fact. in the states. It, I'm not saying anything else. Okay. Just move on. It, All right. it wasn't. It wasn't intended to be brought up. Thank you, Cardiff. Anytime. <laughs> so, also, how's that penis itch? It's going away. Thanks for Good. the cream. <laughs> what I was going to say before I was so rudely interrupted oh, is um, I wanted to pull a clip from the podcast we'll be reviewing. He sent me over one that's all about um, like suicide. Hmm. He's like, I don't know if this is going to be funny or not. <laughs> it's not. So that wasn't good. <laughs> and then he sent me another one that's like the Toronto Police Department has their own podcast. So was, he's like, he's like, what taxpayer dollars is paying for this podcast? Let's check this out. So I listened to it. And it's just like uh, cold case, true crime show, pretty much. Like missing persons and shit so like that. So you'll review it on the Creepo. Yeah, I'm okay. thinking that's probably more for Creepo. So I don't know what we're going to do, but we'll do something fun. If he's a newlywed, maybe they can find a newlywed podcast oh. to do. That might be fun. Maybe he's a changed man. Maybe. Oh boy, Hannah's got her dog. <laughs> One of them. <laughs> One of the dogs out. Me. All right. Um, Do me a favor. Yeah. That show that I I originally suggested instead of the Animal Fucker show. Yes. Do that one. Make make, make Kyle Kai listen do to that, that one. <laughs> Can I tell you? You you recommended that one uh, a month or two ago, and yeah. I was like, I was intrigued, so I checked it out, and I was listening. To it, and I'm like, I don't know what Doug's talking about. I don't know how you pull a clip from this fucking thing. And I was so happy to see you say, yeah, we're not, we can't do that one. Fuck it. <laughs> I was like, okay, good. I'm not alone on this one. It was not what we thought it was going to be. Not as fun as we thought it was going to be. So, um, Doug, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. People should check out who's Dude. right. Is it who's right. Podcast.com. Yeah. That's where you can find their website and check them out on YouTube. Yeah, thanks for having me. Sorry about the technical difficulties early. Oh, you're fine, buddy. Mm. You are you are fine. Thanks for hanging out with us for so long. Thank you for your time. I always appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to seeing what you and Kai are up to soon. Yeah, me too. All right. Thank you, guys. Cool. All right. Thanks, buddy. Bye. Bye, Doug. 
Bye. Bye, Cardiff. Bye, Anna. <laughs> Later. Please join us again next time. It might be the episode we find out once and for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, every pony. Starting in the mush bits of morning radio. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. Internet News with Lucy Tybox. From Facebook, Rajveer Sahota writes, For those of you who don't think Chad's funny enough as a lol cow to be a regular segment, yesterday's episode will prove you wrong. He's gone absolutely batshit insane. Leo Lombard. At the beginning, I think Carl used him a bit too much, but like all the lol cows, he eventually dialed in the right amount. Also helps that Chad has become much more unhinged. Rick Lancor, maybe this will spur John back into the spotlight. Negative attention is still attention. Nigel, you demand. I always look forward to the Chad segments. He isn't as funny as Stut Joe, but definitely funnier than Opie. I was dying of laughter hearing Patty roast Chad. And from YouTube, Mikey posts, I'm totally paranoid now. I think this is a sign of the apocalypse. Patty Seacups is crushing it. We are all doomed. General GK shares, This is the first time Patty has made me laugh unironically. Steel Sentry, I'm convinced Chad has a superpower. There's no way a normal human could be more pathetic than both Stut Joe and Patty C. Cups. Kudos to Patty. I laughed my ass off. Rebel the Uncanny One, Chad looks just like if Charlie Brown grew up and became a petty criminal. Huh. B. Crunk confesses, Maybe I'm high, but did you just quit smoking dirt weed? Cracked me the fuck up. Daniel Hudson, When Patty Seacups is successfully dunking on you, perhaps it's time to call it a wrap. Constantin, Brian Johnson, Hell yeah! Those hacks bring us all together. Getting real cozy up in here. Killer without spam opines. Stut Joe cried foul and ran off. Patrick kept at it for years and got good. Well deserved. Captain, wow. Patty C. Redemption arc was not on my 2023 bingo card. And regarding Casey Armstrong's appearance, J. Horvath comments, Casey is an honorable guy with funny, true stories and a terrible microphone. Mark Burton, Howard was great when Casey was there. He always took it in stride when they goofed on him and nobody got it worse. Mr. Mofungo, John was lucky Casey didn't beat the crap out of him. K-Bear Mac, it's so funny John blocked Popak. It's just rinse and repeat with all his relationships. Donnie H, Popak knew he could get John out of his life forever by sending him a bill. Scotty Faye, John Melendez, the world's most famous secretary. And Calabrio76 plays us out with call screening or inside trading. Just wanted to welcome you to the WATP family real quick. Hit me up anytime. I'm just a dabbler looking for a partner. Someone who knows how to read with great big bazongas. <laughs> Speaking of which, Han ITs, and we have new photos coming out for our Patreon and Supercast subscribers. And boy, are people excited. The internet is on fire right now really? with anticipation. Yes. <laughs> I, I know this for a fact because I'm the one who said it. Oh. <laughs> um, so, so that's coming up soon. And is this the first time we've mm-hmm. talked since DabbleCon? I think so, yeah. All right. What was So you guys came on Friday for the comedy show, you and, and mm-hmm. Mr. Hannah. Yes. And, uh, and we hung out. That was fun. And then you went to Boston <laughs> the next day. Mm-hmm. What was the best part of the weekend? Um, 
DabbleCon. Yes, <laughs> she did it. Correct. <laughs> She's learning. <laughs> See, this is why you are far superior to Vic. She never would have said that. <laughs> now, Vic. what was the best part of DabbleCon? Ooh, I can't evaluate that fairly because I was only there one day. But um, was it a carrot, a corn of cob, <laughs> a potato? A, I think it was a potato. Okay, mm, right. interesting, Jesus interesting. <laughs> now, which potato? <laughs> All right. Uh, do we have any new reviews over there, Hannah? Yeah, I'll do a couple. Um, right. Okay. So this is from Griff eighty six ten. Not even close. This is no golden hour. Okay. Is that a five star review? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's definitely not gold. The golden hour. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Um, this one is called Self Serious Tedium by Joe the Review Guy. Oh, can I read this one? Yes. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> <clears throat> a podcast Wait. for boomers who don't listen to podcasts. It's one star. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <Not> you! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I mean, we do listen, so you don't have to. That is kind of the point, so I'm fine with that. Uh, any more there, Hannah? Yeah, I'll do uh, one more. Let's see. This one's called Romper Room by Aditya37489. Mm-hmm. Uh, WATP and Friends. W-A-T-S, Creep Off, Mud Shark, all of them are such a pleasure to watch. It's like a silly romp, silly little romp through a world of screaming debauchery and puerility. These podcasts will make you laugh, cry, cringe, go deaf, and become sterile all at the same time. Bam! I hate to love them and love to hate them. Cheers. Wow. All right. I think that sounds yeah. like a five-star review, Hannah. It is. Yes. Woo! Do 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 up do 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 up. Cardiff, how's your show doing? How many reviews you guys got over there? Oh, it's outstanding. Mondays at eight PM on YouTube. Subreddit, Subreddit surfing. Subreddit surfing. With the great Vinny Paulino, yes. Cardiff and Vinny Paulino. Mm-hmm. Cardiff, that uh, potato mask that you are wearing. <laughs> he didn't. Which one? I've I've gone through a couple. <laughs> Have you gone through a couple? Whatever one you yeah. sent in for the last game that we played. It was. Uh, it wasn't as cute and endearing as your uh, no. virtual. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's a lot scarier looking. Hey, I, I took a shot. I Didn't am. work. All right. I went back to what works. Yes. Very good. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a fun video for you. I'll, I'll probably put it up uh, either tonight or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That Doug from the Jingles Department made when the Isotopes were in oh. studio the last two days. Oh. Preparing for I a can't world to tour. <laughs> yeah, preparing for our, our huge <laughs> album release, <laughs> the Rust Belt. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's hit some voicemails and get out of here, shall we? Starting with, oh boy, we used to hear voicemails about Vic all the time. Now, not so much. Hey, Carly Poo, my little faggot. Uh, you do realize that Vic has been killed by her husband, don't you? is there's no way that, that she got away with uh, posting the tits. We know that um, he didn't want it. You know, she somehow convinced him to a rage, and she's become rotting back bacon in their cellar. Somebody definitely mm. should check into this. Thanks, bye. Guys, you hear that? <laughs> Vic is dead. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a story arc I can get behind right there. And that would be back beef, by the way. <laughs> right? <laughs> Am I right? You look like a cow. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> hey, Carl. Uh, a couple weeks ago on the show, you and Vinny were hypothesizing about the exact date <clears throat> of when Southern John turned on Howard. Mm-hmm. And I can give you an exact date. It's actually October 9th, 2009. Okay. Uh, that's the day that Howard played the audio of Stuttering John on the Adam Carolla show. Um, Stuttering John did an interview with Adam Carolla. And I know you're an Adam Carolla fan, and I'm a big Adam Carolla fan, as well as a big longtime Howard fan. And uh, it's also when Howard became done with um, uh, Adam Carolla, because Stuttering John went on there and bashed Howard for not paying people, not getting a fair shake. Uh, and Howard played the audio on his show on 10909, and you can get the audio on YouTube. And I've been a dabbler for a long time. I've never seen it posted in Dabblers Anonymous. Shuey's never talked about it, and you've never talked about it. I've never heard anyone actually play the audio. So this might be good show prep for you. But And as a long-time Howard Stern fan, you will notice when you listen to this audio that Howard is legitimately pissed. He says that he's de- Southern John is dead to him that he's got to talk to Beth, and Beth can't talk to Susanna. Uh, all you got to do is do a search on YouTube for Stuttering John on Adam Carolla, and you'll get the audio of uh, Stern talking about it. So, yeah. Uh, thank you. Fuck you. Bye. Okay. So that's interesting. I think that it might be a fun little series to do to play John on Adam. And I know, Cardiff, you've reached out to me about this. Yes, I did. Is that the specific? I gave you first dibs on this one. I appreciate that. Is that the interview you're talking about? 2009? Yes. Okay. Yes. So that's going back to when Adam just started his podcast right after he got fired. So um, I think it'd be fun to, to check out John's appearance on Adam's show and then check out Howard responding to that appearance. Might be a, a fun little two or three parter. So, mm. Carter, if you're available, I can get you involved. Oh, I'm busy in that this. day. Yeah, okay. That's <laughs> Become a very busy potato. Lately. <laughs> All right. So anyway, good suggestion. Um, that was a very long voicemail, but good suggestion. So we played it. Exact key. Picture. Experiment. Interesting. Incorrect. Exact key. Experiment. Picture. Interesting. Incorrect. It's exactly interesting. Experiment. And picture. Dumbass. All right. I pronounce a lot of words wrong, but you people have to realize my batting average is decent. Yeah. Right? 90%? 85% are about right? Sure. Yeah. On a good day? That's not a good average. <laughs> <laughs> That's Hall of Fame yeah. numbers right there, Cardiff. What if you're only saying 10 words? <laughs> it wouldn't be good. <laughs> Two of them are wrong. You pronounce marketing correctly. Yeah. I'm good at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean, asshole? No, nothing. <laughs> Just practice that one a lot. Yeah, I guess so. Hey, my buddy Chip Chipperson called into the show. I always like when Chippa calls in. Hey, Carl, it's Chippa. Heard you were talking about the stuttering John the other day. Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Um, ten disability jokes. Thirty seconds. Go. Disability jokes. What do you got? <laughs> call me back, cocksucker. Uh, right. I'll call him back with some. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Chip. Thanks for that. Uh, getting us started. 
<laughs> Sometimes we just need that uh, springboard. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk about Corey Feldman. Hmm. I was amazed to find out that uh, uh, Corey Feldman was abused and molested as a child, you know, as a child star. I mean, he's never brought it up before. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, it's kind of amazing that that's never happened. And how he's never also said that he's going to give the names of all the pedophile rings, you know, in Hollywood or anything like that. Man, I had no idea. This was crazy. It was pretty groundbreaking, I know. Corey normally doesn't talk about those types of things, but this one time he decided to. Um, oh, so apparently I pronounce a lot of words incorrectly, as we've uh, mm-hmm. as we've learned. And Nate from Flint is going to let me know. Hey, Carl, Nate from Flint, Michigan. Podcast Hitman is in Macomb County Jail, Macomb mm-hmm. County Prison, Macomb. Wreck me, Macomb. Wreck me. That is how it's spelled too. I probably should have gotten that one right. <laughs> Oops. I'm a comb salesman. All right. <laughs> oh, this is also Who are something. these voicemails? This is also something people have been talking about lately is uh, Stuttering John was brought up in a popular song. Oh, yeah. Hey, Carl. It's Tony from Detroit. Hey, Tony. After De La Soul's, uh member Dave passed on Sunday, mm-hmm. I've been revisiting their catalog. Mm-hmm. And yesterday I did a triple take when I was listening to the album The Grind Day. On the song, he comes with Ghostface Killer. At 1.45, there's a Stuttering John reference. I double-checked on the Genius website, and it indeed is referencing our best friend, Stuttering John, from the Howard Stern Show. Give it a listen. All right. What, what, what? I'll have to check that out, then. Very good. He's very famous. And he'd rather be famous than rich. Yeah. So, nailed it. I recently posted on, on Dabblers Anonymous, I believe, uh, Stuttering John being used as a throwaway punchline on King of Queens. Really? Yes. All right, I'll have to check that out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very good. Let's get prepared, guys. We're going to war. All right, listeners, mm-hmm. we've all been drafted into the war. Whew. Paco, I'm going to put you in the Vinny Human Shield Department. Nate, you can go with the Cardiff Platoon. Ooh. Remember, men, if we don't win this, Chad Zumach will rape our wives. <laughs> Those boys won't last a week. All right, we're preparing for war with Chad Zumach, everybody. And it's totally real. <laughs> this war is so real, guys. Watch out. I may be able to enlist the help of the SJ Army if they're still Oh, good. Available. Okay, yes. <laughs> Whatever happened to the SJ Army? They're, they're, they're all in they're reserves. Waiting. They're, lying yeah, they're all in wait, reserves yes. now, yes. yeah. Yes. They just get together one weekend a month yes. <laughs> just to be prepared. Play cards. All right, yeah, right. This is the uh, the last voicemail, and a very good suggestion, Hannah. I hope you don't take offense to this. Okay. K Dog, Deluxe on the left coast, dude. Hey, uh, obviously the review girl's not really working out. Vic was obviously. I'm a fan. She's just never around. What's her name? I guess is supposed to come back. Um, yeah, how about Balin Dupree? One of the ticks girls. Yeah. I'd pay an extra two bucks a month in Patreon two. just to hear her give the re- uh, read the reviews. It would be awesome. Uh, or any of the other ones you did definitely would work. I think it's a hit. I think most people would pay extra for it. Peace. What do, what do you guys think about that? Getting one of the Tourette's girls out as a review girl. I will immediately resign for that to happen. 
No, I want you to get Tourette's, yeah. Hannah. Come on. <laughs> you can do you want it. You me to get Tourette's? Yeah. Come on, try it. It's fun. Shit. Okay. Put the ranch down. Put the ranch down. <laughs> You're done. God, Balin Dupree's amazing. I'm a big fan of hers. I can't imagine spending seven minutes with her. <laughs> I'd, I'd want to kill her. Attention, shoppers. Outside today, we have Quippo Fight. <laughs> what does that have to do with Tourette's? It's <laughs> the end of the show. All right, I thought you were gonna find a, I thought you were gonna find Cartman with Tourette's on there, but it's as close as I get. All right, that's pretty close. That's pretty good. If you want, I can randomly call you a faggot every three minutes. <laughs> you don't already do that? Not not on Mike. <laughs> that was already your shtick. <laughs> All right. Well, Cardiff, thanks for joining the show as always. Thank and you, I thank guess you. you know I, the reason why you're on the payroll. Is because of these games that you create, but apparently I should give that money to El Horrible yeah. now if he's going to be the one putting this stuff together for us. You guys are conspiring against me. I understand, but <laughs> yeah. just wait. If you if you want another war, I don't know if you can fight two wars on two different fronts, Carl. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. The, this is you the problem that Germany made in WWE too. <laughs> I should learn from my ancestors mm-hmm. not to make that classic same mistake. German mistake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, ah, I'll go over here and over here. Ah, let's go. Uh, Hannah, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. I've been told that we're going to see you more regularly in the future. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So don't call me a liar when this this doesn't happen. (laughs) Call Hannah a liar. (laughs) And uh, new picks are going up this week. So if you're not on our Patreon, patreon.com slash who are these podcasts, be well worth checking out. And hopefully everyone's not harassing. I don't want anyone to harass anyone, but maybe asking Vic what the fuck the deal is. Yeah. Let's not forget to get on that assignment as well. Kind of important to us over here. All right. Yeah. Cardiff Electric, Monday night, subreddit surfing. Yes. And the Cardiff- New episode going up Sunday. Okay. For President's Day. Mm-hmm. And the Cardiff Electric Podcast Network. Yes. Cardiff Electric on YouTube, I yes. believe, right? You have two different YouTube channels you're dealing with over there? Yes. Seems like a lot. Growing empire. Yes. Growing empire. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hannah, anything you want to promote? No. Okay. <laughs> Very good, then. You stupid fucking blabbermouth cunt! Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who hit that drop? <laughs> Okay, bye. (laughs) Folks, guess what? The episode's over. (laughs) That was a great episode. That was really great. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye. (laughs) I gotta go. Goodbye. Goodbye. Okay, bye. So this is, I gotta go. This is getting stupid. Bye, guys. <laughs> no, it's funny again. <laughs> Skunk fart. <laughs> <laughs>